What is the matter with you? Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Pink Potty. My name is Angela Knight and today I have a new guest. I would say an almost a new friend at this point. You go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Jasmine Carr. You told me immediately when you first walked in that your life is very much private. Mm -hmm. You don't really talk about your life at all. And based on your Instagram, I honestly would have never known anything about you until you showed up in person. I'm like, okay, I was not ready for this. So why have you been so private your whole life? I think that privacy is something to be treasured. Mm -hmm. I think that not everyone deserves it, but I think I'm coming to the point in my life that I've had a lot of people around me that suffer from mental health, including myself. And I realized that, you know, social media has like this huge facade up that people are living these glamorous lives and there's nothing wrong. And little by little, I just started to talk about things I've been through just to relate to people and hopefully just is a friend like if it's one person that could help you know i can help out just by a post or a story or something just you can reach out talk to me about it i think that it makes all the difference but i think that people should earn it but i'm learning to be a little bit more stronger and discussing it and um being there for women that possibly have been through the same thing that I've been through. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up a first-generation Indian-American woman, and I grew up very different. Like, I realized as an adult that it wasn't normal. Do you think that being cultured has changed your values compared to the people that you're probably surrounded by that isn't cultured? Does that make a world of a difference? Oh, definitely. And it, Why? it comes with a lot of... Um, the way that I grew up, it was very much so like, don't do this, you're gonna get judged, don't do this, you're gonna get judged. Um, it's big on, huge on honor. Like, so everything that you do is being critiqued, it's getting watched, it's getting um, elders, aunties, everyone's like taking mm -hmm. a moment to take what you're doing within. So can, they can spread gossip and talk, and you'll be the news for one day, somebody else's daughter or son will be the news for the next day. So. I think that it definitely makes a huge difference because I felt like I've kind of been raised on eggshells my entire yeah. life. So as an adult, I think that I carry myself with pose and self-respect. So I don't offend anybody. I don't do something to upset somebody around me. Right. And I, I, I really do have, um, I've come to understand about myself that I have a really kind, polite heart. I treat people with respect and kindness until you burn me. And I'm not going to argue, fight with you about it. I'm just going to walk away. Like, I just don't want you to my energy. See, so you being culture, you have it in you. It's almost indebted in you to think that way and feel that way. Like, it's, it wasn't even taught. Mm -hmm. The American Western girl would basically say, like, that's miserable. Why would you live like that? Yeah. And that's their opposing thought to it. Mm -hmm. And even though it's completely opposite from what you stand for, do you feel like the way they think is better or the way that you've, you've lived and thought and, like, changed is better? Well, I still have the American girl in me, too. Because okay. I grew up with a very uh, dual personality. Like, I had my Indian customs and traditions to follow mm -hmm. at home. But when I went to school, I was still that all-American girl. But I didn't quite fit in. I didn't right. go to school, and I fit in with all my American friends. I was still that kind of weird Indian silent kid. Right, of course. And then at home, my parents expected me to always be able to speak Punjabi at home, yeah. Indian shows, Indian music. Ooh. I had to, like, sneak watching, like, MTV and BT, like, <laughs> like you know, midnight, 2, 3 in the morning or but 5 in the, the morning. But the balance. Yeah. Do you think the balance made you stand out from the average person like, and, and most people would take offense like why is she better it's not better it's just i think different tally marks under mm -hmm. your qualities as a human being mm -hmm. so having the balance of not just being like 
liberated because i would have to say like my american friends are very liberated mm -hmm. it's whatever the hell they want whatever their parents says no they're saying yes mm -hmm. and they can do that mm -hmm. and me having like cultured my parents were asian and they were very like you can't do this you can't do that mm -hmm. i hated it yeah but a lot of the things that i thought i wanted to experience as a kid i didn't need it mm -hmm. and um looking back i realized I didn't like their form of communication, their style, mm -hmm. but I understood, understand actually as an adult more than ever, like, oh, wow, thank you. I wish you would have, but you know what? I'm not mad at you guys because I think there's flaws in my ways of communication that are kind of like similar to them. Mm -hmm. So talking to someone else who can understand that, uh, oh, I should be able to do this, I should be able to do that. You seem like someone's like, no, I'm very understanding. I, I love the fact that you're kind of multicultural in that sense mm -hmm. and open-minded not mm -hmm. judgy about it and it seems like it's made you a, a better person as a human being overall like not better than anyone but just better as a whole yeah so do you really feel that way when you look at other girls when you when you pretty much like when i look at other people i wish they had a bit more culture mm -hmm. to understand because it's frustrating talking to people and they're like oh why can't you just leave yeah. why do you have to do that i'm like me having to explain it to you is already going to be a struggle because mm -hmm. i'm saying i can't and you're saying you should mm -hmm. and there's that that barrier of like it's a cultural thing i honestly think that's more so like experience too like somebody's like conditioning that they received as a child the love language that they were able to witness growing up i think that when it comes to the their journey in life mm -hmm. like the trials and tribulations they've endured like what they've been through mm -hmm. will really teach them master those lessons and a lot of people unfortunately don't learn right and i'm grateful that i have been somebody that have been able to learn from my own mistakes and i've been able to apply this like you know perspective from an Indian standpoint also an American woman standpoint and I'm able to use that kind of able to blend both of that to be who I've become now um it when it wasn't easy I think that trying to figure out you know like growing up from a cultural um background you you're raised to be a people pleaser especially in the Indian environment where women are constantly suppressed you're basically molded that's the way I was at least raised right. to be molded to be being being the housewife right. being a perfect housewife um, studies were not pushed in my household I wasn't allowed to date I wasn't allowed to go out I didn't go to school activities I couldn't join sports so it was just school school was my outlet and then temple was my outlet. So I didn't have, I couldn't have friends at my house. I couldn't go over to my friends' houses. So it was very much so a very restricted, sheltered upbringing. So I think that when I was able to move forward and be able to live life on my own terms, I had a lot more appreciation and I really watched and I didn't have to do too much. I don't have to go and get blacked out drunk. I right. could just be in the club and just dance and vibe and have a drink and I'm so, happy as so well. So it benefited you <laughs> yeah. then. Like yeah. that that suppressed childhood lifestyle mm -hmm. that culture parents pushed on their kids to say, yeah. You can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Most kids like go out of control, like Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. You're saying it didn't for you. Like a little bit was just what you needed. Yeah. That's yeah. rare. I, I think mean, that's like rare. my like my period of me going out was like a six to eight month period that i went out all the time and mm -hmm. then after that i got burnt out i'm like all right That's this real. is too much you know? That's real. okay but that was like my period where i went out a lot yeah and then like you know your summers come around i mean my best friend was like she she was like more so that extrovert compared mm -hmm. to me like i was more so like let's go to dinner let's have drinks but she somehow always made it where we ended up at a club um, but it was fun like i was able to vibe and have a drink and i'm not a big drinker anyway so if i'm in a social setting i might have a cocktail okay so it was cool it wasn't more it wasn't like i need to 
be in that environment all the time. I don't have FOMO. I don't right. feel like I'm missing something out because I was never exposed to it. So I'm not going to miss something that I don't have knowledge of. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't think many are your friends like this also. My friends, um, I, I, they're, my, all my friends are very outgoing. I'm the introvert. So, like, yeah, yeah my best friend, I, I joke around, I sent her that meme um, a few weeks ago. Like, she was that extrovert that picked me as introvert and be like, hey, she's cool. <laughs> like, come with me. And she, is she also Indian or? No, she's black. Do you have any Indian friends? Um, I don't have a lot of Indian friends. Really? No. Any, any other cultural friend other than, I don't know, because I'm in Tampa, so all my mm -hmm. friends are black, Spanish, mm -hmm. or white. I don't, or actually Albanians also. Mm -hmm. Do you have any Albanian friends? I do not have Albanian what? friends. What? I have very few friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. Okay. Um, but very few friends. Like, really? I'm at that point where I know myself, and I have very few females that I trust. These are like my sisters that have my back. I don't have friends just to have friends. I don't need to go have dinner with somebody. I don't need to go to the club with somebody. I'll see you when I see you, you know? Right. Like, I'm, I'm always chilling. Like, apart from work, I'm just, I'm chilling. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really uh, refreshing, I have to say. This so far, me and you. I'm a loner. <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. People yeah. don't understand how nice that is because when you learn how to be by yourself, mm -hmm. you can be with anyone or you can be by your shoes' peace. Yeah. So anyone that chooses to be with you, they're competing with your peace. Yeah. You're so. not competing with another man. You're competing with the fact that this girl can do it by herself. Yeah. And I've done that. Like, when I moved out, I lived in for three years when i first moved out i would if i wanted to go out i would just go out buy a bottle of champagne just chill and right. people watch and like the girls a lot of girls come and like drink with them hang right. out with them and just people watch right. like for me people watching was just as more as entertaining than like going out with a group of people and then when i have my time with my real girlfriends that i i value that time because mm -hmm. we're making time for each other we're spending that time like whether it's going on vacation together or whether it's they're visiting me or i'm visiting them it's a lot of quality real right. time where i can completely have my shield down have my guard down but if i feel like i can't trust you and i have to have my guard up and i have to watch what i'm saying I don't really want to deal with that. You know what I mean? Have like, you always been that way, or is it? I've always kind of been like that. I have very, very few friends. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm cool with everybody. Like I'm, I don't know. Like, maybe it's the Aquarius in me. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know any Aquarius actually. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Um, on a random note, you you mentioned that you would hang out in the clubs like just with your girls and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you ever experience like men being a certain way? Like they would come up to approach you even when you seem unapproachable. I don't know. I think that I'm pretty intimidating. Intimidating? Yeah. So do I, you think that being intimidating helps with a man not approaching you? I kind of like it. I don't like to be bothered. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> I like it. If, I, if I'm interested, you'll get the vibe. Right. But I, I'm honestly, I feel like I, my, my energies, it intimidates men. Of course. And I, I've been told that I always, I look like I'm somebody that's taken or not available or not single. Yeah. And I'm single as hell. Do you, but do you think that's good that that's how you come off as? That's just me being guarded. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Well, how do you feel? Like when you hear that, does that feel offensive or do you think it's like, no, oh, kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. That's yeah. good. Cause if I'm out and about, like I said, like I, if I'm out of my protective bubble and I'm out enjoying life if I'm not out with a guy, I'm mm -hmm. by myself or with my girl, close to girlfriends. Like, right. I'm just vibing. I'm yeah. having fun. And you don't have, like, creepy men who come up to bother you. No. So that goes to say, then, that how a girl carries herself is very important, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Because a lot of girls would say, like, it's my bubble, it's my piece. Mm -hmm. Why are you fucking with me? But yeah. if you're doing something or carrying yourself a certain way, mm -hmm. somebody approaches you, mm -hmm. do you think that's kind of valid? 
I mean, I've always, honestly, men that approach me, it's always been on some respectful. I can definitely, yeah. under, I don't, I barely knew you today. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to like get my marbles together. Because <laughs> you're very calm. Yeah. But you come off very like, you know exactly where you're at. You know what you're doing. You know why you're here. You're, you're not like, oh my God, the world is so cool. It's just so like, you're not phased by it. No. And I think that that's the, the sucky part about the new Bambies that come out mm-hmm. into any social setting, that they're so ooh and odd yeah. that you're dealing with men who have money. Mm-hmm. So they're just flashing their money. And you're new and you're like, dude, I've been in this forever. I see everything. I see every- I don't, this is unfeasible. I don't yeah. care. I don't. I think that when women are easily attracted to men that have money, that first of all, money, it's, it's, it's a monetary thing. Like it, it's something that you can lose. Mm-hmm. And when it's gone, what are you going to do? Right. You know what I mean? I think that I really value independence over anything, having my own security. Mm-hmm. And that allows me, if there's any type of disrespect, any type of betrayal, any type of um, just w- disharmony, I can walk away. Right. I, I don't live my life based on what you can do for me. I live my life trying to co-create with you. Do you so. think that your childhood has affected that thinking and not in a bad way meaning like that's made it concrete where you're like don't fuck with my piece oh definitely i like i said i I grew up uh, trained to be a housewife right you know studies i wasn't like my grandmother told everybody that she met like we're gonna get them married at 18 we're gonna get them married at 18 i was i was the oldest in my Mm -hmm. family so i did get married at 18 years old it was an arranged marriage i didn't have a choice but yet when my family did ask me it was like my only exit of freedom so i was like yeah i'll get married because it allowed me to have a car it allowed me to have a, a, a cell phone it allowed me the opportunity to go to school but I was 18 year old kid that didn't know any better yeah so be me being told that when it finally hit me after an engagement I'm like I'm not ready for this right it was like well you're dishonoring us now right so it was a lot of emotional black um blackmail for me to like get married to him wow and I went through with it but one thing that was not taught in growing up in my home was independence how to you know gain your independence how to be stable on your own how to take care of your finances i had to learn all that on my own after my divorce right yeah and do you think that you have to learn about finances as a woman Mm -hmm. because the man that was in your life was uh like a narcissist or something like usually most men that are in charge are and that's but let's say with somebody like um i don't know like father figure like anyone that's a father figure like to me like i'm safe in your hands and like my boyfriend like he gives me father figure tendencies and since where i feel safe Mm -hmm. in his bubble meaning like you won't take advantage of me Mm -hmm. and for women when you're dating a guy that has more money you often don't feel safe Mm -hmm. so you feel you have to learn all the finances you have to yeah but let's say you dated somebody that put in the time put in the proof back to back worked through all your traumas and ptsd mm-hmm. would that take off like a burden load of you having to be so independent yeah but it would take a really special man to do that because what kind of society do we live in right now of course. it's a fast one right where like men with money like oh you're too much of a uh, you're too much of a chase all right now to the next one i could buy her her and her do you get that a lot when do they say that to you They're, i have i have really? i've had men that tried me like that and right. to me it's i'll just i'm cool like you can continue dealing with what you are accustomed to do they ever come back they do they always come back. I feel like they come back because if <laughs> someone tells me back. you're gonna yeah. go to japan and i've never gone to japan <laughs> if that offer comes back i'm coming i'm going to japan yeah but to me it's like when someone has showed me who they are yeah, that's enough for you. It, it's cool like you know i understand who you are based yeah. on what you what you've you know you brought brought up in or mm-hmm. 
like all the success you're used to the money you're used to right i'm just a simple girl like i've just made my own independence where i'm taking care of my own bills right. i'm not tripping off what you can do for me your boat your plane right. it doesn't impress no, me your yeah. cars don't impress me it's more so like what can you do on an energetic level are you somebody that has you know emotional maturity to deal with right. you know like a real relationship are you somebody that can actually build with like are you somebody that like is spiritual do you believe in god like mm -hmm. that stuff really does make a huge difference to me right well yeah. <laughs> do you think that um a guy being in tune with let's say like for me i've, I've asked a lot of girls so the, the top five things that's important when it comes to dating a guy my top top thing is like i need you to care for my well-being more than how like the sexual because a lot of guys are looking and sexualize and fantasize like oh my god she's so blah 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 mm -hmm. you're not looking past of like the innocent girl in you like my biggest thing is like there's an innocent girl in every woman mm -hmm. every girl that's slowly dying because yeah. adult and being exploited to what reality is you slowly just lose grip of the little girl in you and the crazy part about it is that's the most important part, yeah. I feel like, because it's like your parents, your friends, the person that you love the most will love the genuine inside of you, the innocence. Yeah. Um, so for me, if I'm dating a guy and he doesn't know, like, oh, my God, you didn't get any sleep. I know we want to go have fun. We just pop bottles. Let, let's just stay inside. Yeah. Let's get a movie. Let's get a bottle of wine. Let me just, like, serenade you. I want you to feel comfortable. Like, that's yeah. that requires almost minimal to no money. Yeah. As opposed to popping bottles. Yeah. Would you prefer that? Yeah, I mean, I like, I like I want somebody that has a healthy balance, right. like able to to me. I'm not really um, I've been there, done that like I'm 35. So I'm not mm -hmm. interested in popping bottles, going to a club right. downtown and being around a whole bunch of strangers. Right. I'm not interested in doing that every single week, like right. every blue moon. It's cool, yeah. you know, but I'm I really do enjoy like privacy where you're at home cooking, hanging mm -hmm. out, um, spending one on one quality time, spending right. time with your family. Um, and most importantly, I think it's also loving yourself and finding yourself where I have my own things that I want. I like to be alone. So I want to be able to go work out on my own. I want to be able to go read by myself. I want to go for a nice drive or a jog or whatever it may be by myself, you so know, not always be around somebody all the time. That's a balance that most girls don't have. Yeah. They're like all of their man's armpit, like all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's really unhealthy. So if you were to put yourself in a room of five other girls, mm -hmm. what makes you stand out from five other girls? I'm not competing. Other than I, I, I don't even try competing. I think that every single one of those women have something special about themselves. Agreed. And to me, I don't worry about the four other ones. So, and I'm, I'm asking this from a complete spectator point of view, mm -hmm. nothing competing anything. Like, let's say, let's say eventually, let's say one day you, uh, you want to be with somebody or are you okay with being alone? Just curious. I've, I would definitely love to be in a healthy relationship with someone. Yeah. Perfect. So let's say you find Mr. Dream Guy mm -hmm. and he's 10 out of 10 things you want. Mm -hmm. The only rough part is there's 10 other girls like you or five mm -hmm. other girls like you in a room. Mm -hmm. What about you would make that guy say, no, I have to choose her. And that's what my question really means. Like, and that's the, the tough part that I, I think that most girls struggle with because like we try to be fair to each other and like, no, we're all different. We are different, mm -hmm. but in each other's lens women and women we are different mm -hmm. unfortunately i feel like dealing with a guy a man man looking at all of us we all get put in this category so when i feel like you're looking at a guy and you're like no like i'm fucking different she's different she said we're all offering something different here yeah but to a guy who has money it's what his money can buy mm -hmm. and there's no way any girl with a status like you will settle for a guy who doesn't have money who mm -hmm. doesn't understand flexibility and lifestyle 
and balance mm-hmm. so i don't see someone like you saying like no he has a great heart i'll settle for him no i mean i definitely don't want to be with a bomb i want somebody that's ambitious and driven right does he need to be like a super uber rich man no, no. somebody that has drive has right. that you know force in him that he is going to make things happen right and I think that takes a man like really masculine, um, mastering his masculine power. Right. And that's where a woman that's truly in touch with her feminine side is going to thrive. Right. Um, but you asked me if I, how I would feel with the man, with other women. I'll be honest with you. It's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in there. I would, I would drop out. Like I'm cool. Like to me, if I'm, if I, here's the way I look at it. If okay. I'm letting a man into my circle, there's something I saw in you that's special. Right. So you're out of the loop. There's no competition. You have my undivided attention right now. Mm-hmm. And if you do something to fuck that up, it's over. But like, do I, you I don't, think that's hard? It's hard for you to be that way because the other four girls are the same way. Well, th- I mean, that's I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, as a woman, I don't. I don't know. Like, I get. I don't know how other women's perspective on it, dating is, but. I don't want to be involved with somebody that I have to compete for your no, attention. No, a thousand. But it's it's almost like going to go buy a car, mm-hmm. and we're like, there's five different cars. I fucking there's five different versions of Teslas, and yeah. I'm like, damn, which one do I get? What model has the best feature that I should get that will last me this amount of time? Yeah. So it sucks because it's like we all come in with a genuine heart, saying like, I I have my own. I will give him my full devoted heart and attention. This heart that's been in the chastity belt forever, I'm gonna give it to you because you're yeah. you're showing me signs of like a great man, yeah. a man that I can live the rest of my life with yeah and a guy with such power is kind of like yeah i know babe so is four other girls and now you're gonna be like well i'm just gonna drop out which ultimately don't you think that that would live you put you at a, a risk of but forever see, i don't being look alone. at it like that because here's the thing i i feel like it's not just like guys like him mm-hmm. come in multiples too like it's not just him that's competing for my attention so i'm not looking at it like i'm trying to win whoever is you know in the competition with me like you be your first choice i'm not a pick me bitch i'm not right. like to me it's so i'm giving you my full undivided attention from a b and c as options i'm mm-hmm. pulling you out of the race right now you have my attention mm-hmm. let's see what you can do so that's how i look at it yes a thousand what you're saying is a thousand word like yeah. reality of how every girl thinks yeah including myself yeah but when there's, let's say you put in a club, there's yeah. a ton of gorgeous girls, right? Mm-hmm. How many men do you know are buying tables? Yeah. There's not a lot of yeah. men compared to women. Yeah. So you put the ratio together. There's yeah. for a girl with your status to say like, well, not you because you're not giving me it. Fuck you also because you're not, because you're going to, you're going to basically fold. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah. Done. I'm moving on. Yeah. And the other pick me girls are like, well, he's doing it. I don't give a fuck. I'll fight for her, fight for her, fight her, fight for her. And it's basically what? that puts you in the the percentage because the the most high value women are dying alone mm-hmm. and it's realistic and it's i mean there's a, there's a huge chance I'm, i mean i think that all the time like there's a very like based on how i think and feel and i don't see myself changing it mm-hmm. um I, there's a chance i might be alone right. and i'm okay with that too because i've mastered being alone i it would be sad like I, everybody ultimately wants love but to me i choose not to compete with anyone like right. to me it's like if i'm giving you attention you know and um you know tom jerry and harry are trying to find for my attention too and i'm giving you you have that you're the first person that i'm like choosing out of the race so you're the one that has all my undivided attention right now and you do something to fuck it up that's a turnoff for me and i just i can't look at you the same anymore 
I mean, I, I feel like it comes from my past where, like, I have given multiple chances, multiple chances to the same person over and over, and it's like I've gotten burned. So to me, it's like a defense mechanism. At this point, I can't give multiple chances. I'm reserving my energy. I don't have the time and energy for that. Right. I'm cool. So do, so definitely in the end, it's going to make it 10 times harder for you to find the guy you want because with nowadays with the superficial lifestyle of how men are it's almost impossible to be fucking happy is what we're basically concluding to because you're you're firm on it you're not you're not in any type of way and the reason why i ask it the question in this way i mean i've i have it's not like i haven't fought in the past for Mm -hmm. somebody that i really thought that deserved a chance but it's like I've been disappointed of course and to me it's just like why put myself through another disappointment so it's definitely like a defense mechanism for sure do you think that the the qualities that women put into a relationship are different than what the man wants vice same thing with the man wants what a woman is given do you think it's the same equality like standards or do you think we're all different in that way I think everybody's different so do you think that what you're giving Mm -hmm. is what kind of fits in the puzzle what the guy is willing to give you and what you're willing to give him i mean i think everybody's different i think everybody's expectations of what they want from relationship what their love language is what they realistically want in a home what they want to create together i think everything's you know everybody's expectations are different subjective is what you're saying but what if it's like what if you're taking and this is just in theory like we're just in theory what if you're taking the last thing you knew from a relationship Mm -hmm. and you're like everything's different but this is what i know yeah and you're putting it onto the new relationship like just like this is what i know but mm-hmm. i'm also not budging because you're not gonna, you're not making me feel comfortable to change my ways or feeling like maybe i should change a little bit yeah do you think that changes your outcome of wins in that saying no matter how you put it it's gonna like you kind of want the dude he kind of wants you mm-hmm. but there's like 10 other pick me girls who mm-hmm. will eat shit off the floor and you're like no i'm not but my love language is this is your love language matching mine? I don't know. See, that's where I'm just looking at it different. Like, if there's 10 other pick-me girls, there's 10 other pick-me guys that I have lined up to that I could be giving my attention to, but you have my full undivided attention. I'm choosing to see where this goes with you. So if it's not mutual and this person does something to, like, where I feel like I can't trust them and they haven't been honest or mm-hmm. forthcoming and respectful, I, I just, for me, that's, that's just a dead end there, you know? So, so it's a cat and mouse thing with that situation because it's like as women like if we talk about it's equality like if a man like yeah you know he has 10 pick me girls and like Mm -hmm. 10 girls lined up but women have options too it's easier for a woman to walk into a bar and get take whoever she wants home versus a man yes that's true unless he has money but she doesn't get to keep them that's the thing that's the shitty yeah. part. We don't get to, you can fuck, you can get fucked by him, but you're not yeah. going to keep him. So yeah. it, to me, it's almost, we're not. And the reason why but, I but say this. But that's the same for men too. If you think about it, if like a man's wealthy and like he's doing well in life and like he has a bitch that, you know, she's the pick me bitch. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, let's just say he lost his job. Mm-hmm. And now she's looking at him like, you're a bum. But the chances of, the, the thing with that is that the guy. So did he really keep her? He kept her as long as that income was flowing, that money was flowing. Right. Like, cool. But now, like, the money's not gone. That pick me bitch is like, okay, I'm ready to get picked by somebody else that has that Facts, same benefit. But the thing with that is that a guy who has that much money, mm-hmm. I would say, most of the time around their 40s, mm-hmm. 30, late 40s, they're, they're, their fucking circle is closing. Yeah. Let's say the guy goes in bankrupt. He's kind of, he doesn't give a fuck if he ends up with nothing. Yeah. With a girl, it's like, we still always hold on to our youth and our looks mm-hmm. so i just invested all this time into you and it's like what the fuck was this for you're yeah. bankrupt so for a girl she can easily move on yay but that was another failed experience for us like 
I just wasted all this time with this guy. Mm-hmm. And a guy can pretty... And, and the reason why I say it this way, for, and I'm only speaking from a guy's perspective, because I personally was raised by man whores. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up super traditional, and when I left home, I was pretty much like street living, couch surfing, and I, I, I hated how women were basically objectified, and I felt like, damn, I'm never going to be happy. I'm always going to be that girl who has to do whatever mm-hmm. to be happy with a guy. Yeah. And the minute, and, the, I, and we'll go back to that. When, when the reason why I say that is like, I got. I think every girl, every girl has been cheated on. Have you been cheated on? Mm-hmm. The hardest part about cheat, being cheated on as a girl is looking at the situation, and say, what could I've done to prevent this? Yeah. And everyone will tell me, or did tell me, why is it your fault? Yeah. And I've always looked at it like, if I was a shitty driver, it doesn't matter how empty the road, I'm gonna fucking crash into a tree. Yeah. I swearly believe on crossing your t's and dotting your eyes to prevent as much shit and if shit happens that's on you mm-hmm. but uh, let me prevent my end first mm-hmm. and when i got cheated on one good time that was only one time that i needed to know what the fuck i needed to do yeah and most girls would say like fuck him find the new guy immediately yeah so you're taking this equation that's fucked up on both ends yeah and you're moving on to the next one with one new thing. Like, for next one, needs to open my car door. But wh- other than that, what did you learn, Angela, other than open your car door? Yeah. But what, what did you get cheated on? Like, what? why? Yeah. And people will say, well, men are just whores. They cheat. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I got cheated on because I, I lost my shit, my marbles. I was having attitude problems up in the right. I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. I, I, COVID happened. No but car. But do you really think that that's something you should put on yourself? It was like two people are in a relationship. Yes. So do you think that it's right for you to take responsibility? Yes. And the re- let, me, let me explain that. And I know it sounds so hard to hear because saying it for myself was very hard. Mm-hmm. Because I looked at it as if I, if you and I are roommates and we, we, we start living together and mm-hmm. we're in great terms. We're hanging out. We're in great attitudes. Mm-hmm. My job starts treating me like shit and I start going home and taking it out on you. Mm-hmm. Our relationship's going to go downhill. Yeah. You're going to start saying, well, fuck you. I'm not cleaning up your dish. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, all right, split down the middle. No more mm-hmm. like I'm going to fill the fridge up for you since you did it last time. There's no more. I love you enough to do it for you. It's more yeah. like this is a this is straight down the middle. Yeah. And being in a relationship with someone that loves you. I love you. But there's a fine line between love and respect and discipline that people lose. And I was younger. Mm-hmm. I don't ever think cheating is justified. Yeah. But I would go home and we lived together and i would i would basically just hiss at him mm-hmm. i wouldn't have sex i wouldn't do anything it was just kind of like two dudes in a house mm-hmm. if as a woman he didn't ask me to pay bills he didn't ask me to provide mm-hmm. all i had to do was be sweet and submissive yeah i didn't do that do you think that that is what we're not saying right or wrong but do you think that is the math equation to why most people get cheated on you lose your shit. You stop being attractive. But at the same time, I, I think that's the heartbreaking part where your partner should have communicated that with you. But men don't. Men don't communicate. That's their biggest flaw. They have like a, many men for whatever reason are very emotionally unav- unavailable. Yeah. And if he could, if he would have just communicated like, right. babe, I know you're going through it, but I'm your partner. I'm your best friend. I'm yeah. here. Like I'm here to help you. But like you've been taking it out yes. on me. How can I help you? It doesn't work that yeah. way. I have brothers where if I hit my brother, my mom was like, shut up, take the hit. Yeah. They're indoctrinated yeah. at a young age. They're yeah. like, I don't care if your teacher or someone bullies you, take the hit. Yeah. I don't care that you're in sports. Or your buddy just told her knocked you and just dislocated your shit. Yeah. Shut up and, and do it again. Yeah. As girls, I think that we're indoctrinated to always vocalize our opinions and our feelings. Yeah. So we spend our entire life saying, I don't like how she felt, how I feel and yeah. how you did that to me. So we're always expressing it. Yeah. And their love language is like, I'm used to just taking that because I don't want to be called a bitch. Mm-hmm. 
and him was like uh i'm trying to be a man here but you're pushing me in this corner yeah the suicide rate for and i'm always gonna just state it clear that i don't talk for men or for women i just like reality i love facts i think that's just the libra in me i can't help it Mm -hmm. and as somebody that did live my portion and my portion isn't everyone's story everyone's story is different i get that a thousand percent but i do believe in fairly generalizing Mm -hmm. a majority vote yeah when i lost my physical appearance Mm -hmm. my emotional appearance my 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 bond with him was gone the bond is gone so when someone feels like if I tell her, I couldn't even tell her that I didn't like how she didn't cook this food, right? Mm-hmm. Why would I tell her that I might have to cheat on you because you're not sucking my dick anymore? Yeah. Why would someone tell you that? That's a hard reality that I watched my brother suffer. He ultimately committed suicide because he couldn't express to anyone that, hey, I'm heartbroken because this girl doesn't want me and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. My dad deteriorated and it broke my heart growing up realizing like, wow, the women in our family were so strong mm-hmm. because we felt like we were living in survival mode that it broke all the men's masculinity. Yeah. So we felt like we had to cover up for their portion. Yeah. And it fucked up the entire balance. And now till today, women that are broken yeah. feel like we have to be masculine. I mean, I... I'm sorry. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I could a thousand percent, I think that when you when you lose your, your, your feminine is broken. Yes. It's, it's, it's suffering. Yes. It's not able to thrive. It's not able to be balanced out. And that's when you go into full masculine mode yes. and masculine mode. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not worried about the 10 pick right. because I could pick somebody else but too. That, that, that's the that's, masculine side of me. Like I, yes. I can be a hunter too. Right. I could, ch- I don't need to chase. But I don't it's need not chase. biological but in it's, nature. It's not, it's not. And that's, that's where our balance is thrown yeah. off because we're never going to be happy that way because yeah. we're happy because we're, just kind of like well no let's go back i i I think that being happy is a self thing to me like i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna do things that make me happy Mm -hmm. whether that's with a partner or not with a partner and that's Mm -hmm. one thing that i have come to realize with age that no matter what my happiness depends on me it doesn't depend on what a man is going to do for me or what a partner is if i'm in a relationship or not my happiness is solely my responsibility of course yeah i think that everything that happens around you is your response Mm -hmm. how you are with your coworkers, Mm -hmm. how you are with your family how you are with yourself how you are with your friends that says a lot about you yeah so to me like as a person who has a great relationship me more than ever i have grace with my customers mm-hmm. my family i have rebond a lot of relationships that we bonded back together mm-hmm. even though i left home with with bad like i broke so much shit emotionally and i realized like damn Ange, yeah at a certain age why is it that you don't get along with nobody at a certain point don't you think that we should look and like damn you're falling out with friends customers are leaving bad reviews for you mm-hmm. your family doesn't talk to you maybe you're the fucking problem mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to sit them because nobody would tell me that. No one was going to tell me like, Ange, you should, you should probably like, I know you got cheated on and it's not your fault. Yeah. But maybe there's something in there that you should try to like improve. And I did that for myself. Yeah. Within COVID to now, who I am, like you meeting me on Instagram. Yeah. If you saw my Instagram a couple of years ago, you'd be like, I don't know who this bum ass bitch is. I'm not following her. Yeah. And it goes to say how your appearance is so important because when I chose to improve myself, he, his role f- changed. Yeah. And I got what I wanted, but because damage had been done, I no longer wanted him. Yeah. But the reality was I took that as a learning cue to be like, okay, next relationship, be strong, be independent. 
I don't yeah. tell people that I own anything and that I run things. I just tell people I'm an nail tech. That's what I do. Mm. Because I don't get shit from long-term relationships saying that I own this, I own that. Because he's like, okay, well, then you do that. And I'm just going to sit here and just lean back. <laughs> yeah. So why, no, you're right. you know, it's hard yeah. being so independent because you, you cover, you take all the whole, it's more than 50%. Like I said, with yeah. Jessica, you want me to, cause I'm not going to tell myself that I want to go to Orlando and because I couldn't go, I'm going to be happy with just going to the bar. No, I wanted to go to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just tell myself like I'm happy with the bar down the street. Mm-hmm. I'm realistic with myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the but hardest part. Are you part. still going to go to Orlando? Like if a guy that you're dating cancels on you, you're still going to make that trip to Orlando by yourself. Yes or no? Or you're, or are you just going to completely it's, cancel it's, it's, it? It depends on... Like, say it's something that you were looking forward to and you put your time and effort and you plan this out and a guy cancels on you. No, like, I'm still fucking still going. going. No, right. no, for sure. Yeah. I'm still going. But for me, it was just that that's a, a different category where it's who you're going with. Mm-hmm. My mission was Orlando. I don't give a fuck who I'm going with. Yeah. If I don't get to go, I'm not going to tell myself, well, like... I'll, I'll be okay with Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Because don't you think that people do that a lot, where they say, well, I didn't get that guy, mm-hmm. but I got this guy to pay my bills, but look at the fucking dude that's paying your bills. It's yeah. not the dream guy you wanted. No. I, it does For women, the whole thing has to match or we don't want it. No. For men, I don't give a fuck that she can't cook. She can suck my dick, so I'm fine with that. But that's insane. Like, I feel like men have lower standards than women do. They do, but they're yeah. happier than we are. Are they really? They are happier. They're still cheating. Are they're, they really happy? So if you break down <laughs> cheating for yeah. women and for men, it's drastically different. Yeah. For guys, like if you don't have one person to do it all, you're going to find it in increments. Yeah. And a lot of my friends are also guys who look like man horse, mm-hmm. alpha dudes, whatever. Mm-hmm. They want a girl who is um, cultured, mm-hmm. have morals, mm-hmm. but also like fine as hell, mm-hmm. which anyone that's fine as hell is not sitting quiet. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. And you also want her to have um, mother bearing skills also. You, they want all in one. Mm-hmm. And because they can't have it, they're going to have one bimbo who's going to blow them and be okay with being arm candy with 10 other girls. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You're going to have one girl where you see potential and mm-hmm. string her on mm-hmm. and hope to go that by the time you're done with your funds free, she'll still want you. Yeah. And you have one girl that's just an easy fuck who's a freaky, freaky girl that everybody knows that she's freaky nasty for. And us women are like, why do you fuck with her? Yeah. Because we're looking at her from a women's lens. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at her from like, well, that's a vagina lens. That's all I want mm-hmm. her for. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're happy mm-hmm. with finding it in increments. Mm-hmm. And we are not happy because we want the whole mm-hmm. package. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest part where, again, I don't find us to be equal. And people take like, oh, so you think he's better? I don't think they're better. I just think we're drastically different species in that yeah. way. We are. I definitely agree to that. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part that I, there was, I was watching a whole debate on it where women were feminism where they're like oh so you're saying that men are better oh no calm down babe mm-hmm. we are it's like yin and yang we all fit in a circle mm-hmm. you have your portion i have mine mm-hmm. and i think that well, as long as you do your part let's say this is your credit check to get a guy yeah. do this part mm-hmm. you can have me he's like well to do this part you can have me yeah and everyone's like well i don't want to do that part because it's, i'm not competing for that part i'm competing yeah. for my part yeah so our love language is drastically different yeah um to me like to me at this point in my life like i said like i'm not even looking for a man like i'm not i'm so like like in tune with who i am mm-hmm. and focused on what i would like to achieve on a personal level spiritual level um to me finding somebody that really is worth your time it, it's difficult right it really is because being so reserved and having been through heartache and pain i definitely do think that there's some you know like i'm a little traumatized that's why i have my guard up Um, i definitely do 
um, when I go out, I think I am more so in my masculine energy right. where I have that guard up, that stern look. I don't look approachable. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be approached. I'm there to have a good time. Right. Um, I think that when it comes to finding like a partner or being in love, it, it, it's not just a fairy tale. It's not as an adult, you realize, you know, this is something that you have to work through. Right. It's a friendship. That's most that I think that's the key foundation to anything. Like if you have that friendship, you're going to think twice before you hurt your best friend. Right. Um, so what would put a guy in that position to where you feel like I got to work through this because it kind of sits at where you're like, I'm not working for shit because that's not, I'm not competing with that bitch. No. So yeah. how is that going to get to him to that level if he's not that's even getting Because the last guy I dated, that's that's one of the things he's like, you know, like you have to compete from your high value man and right, your high right. value woman. He actually had this legit conversation right. like, I'm just not going to compete. I just don't have it in right. me. Like, if you want to date other people, do your thing. Right. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to deal with that. Right. Um, yeah, I just don't want to deal with that. So your style would be like, I know you got bitches, drop them, try me out. And if it doesn't work out, then fuck it. We're going to call it quits. Well, and that's what I'm doing, right? Right. So I expect the same. So you would be okay with continuously trying Like, I'm not, like, to me, like, I have, like, you know, men reach out to me. They contact me, text me, whatever. Um, If I choose to spend time with you, I'm taking you out of that loop. You're not just somebody that's, you know, pursuing me via text or mm-hmm. calling me. Now I'm taking you and actually hang, it takes a lot for me to personally hang out with somebody. So if right. I'm actually personally face to face hanging out with you, that's taking a lot out right. of me. So if I'm making that effort, you're in a special spot. So like if you're still dealing with multiple people mm-hmm. and I just seen it with my eyes, I know how girls are too. Like I don't look at r- these like room full of like, Oh, there's 10 girls. I, cool. Like mm-hmm. I know what I bring to the table. If I fuck with somebody, it's heavy. But like, do they I, know that truthfully? But because that's, th- that's just something. If they don't know that that's their loss. I'm not going to go out of my way to prove my worth to a man. I'm just not doing it. I've been there. Like I was married for a long time. I worked my ass off to support my ex-husband. Like I've literally have been through it. So but what if that experience is different in that way? because you're comparing it to a full-blown already committed relationship but i think that just made me hard and like of course yeah so like to me i'm not going to try to prove my worth to anybody because i know my worth it i mean i I don't know like if i feel like something that's truly meant for me is not going to pass me by i really truly believe that Mm. and if it's somebody that is still like kind of like you know if, if they see it's a special connection i don't feel like i've ever really had there's only been one special connection in my eyes that i've experienced and i knew instantly that that was special and it doesn't take long to know that this is somebody that's actually worth your time and energy oh, yeah, for sure and then other ones they naturally fall off you know mm-hmm. like i don't think if, if a man is not giving me the same energy that i'm bringing i'm not interested but do you feel like that energy is a thousand percent firm but mm-hmm when you say it that way and the guy's looking at you like yeah but i know like a thousand girls who says this but you're not even showing him can i test drive the car can i see this like can you show me anything any effort like and the guy's like every girl tells me that and i'm Mm -hmm. sure you are surrounded by girls who will tell you Mm -hmm. bitch i'm i'm an introvert and you see her out every week like are you really though yeah so it's like until you hang out with the girl and really give her your time, you don't really know somebody yeah. to that. But you're saying like, nah, man, give me your full devoted attention. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, yeah. fuck it up. Like, I don't care. And it's kind of hard. Yeah, like that's what I'm sometimes like. I don't date much for that very reason because it takes a lot for right. me. To, so you're like, very chivalry. Like your yeah. your style is very old school. Yeah. And but you're living in this this modern day yeah. fucked up age. So that kind of super old school. Like very old school. I I 
like I didn't have experience yeah. dating in high school. So like me getting through going through a divorce, being the first woman in my family to get mm-hmm. divorced, having to learn how to date and mingle and be single in my thirties, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. So like I definitely have my guard up more than you know, like the average woman might, I don't know. Like to me, it's just protecting. Do you think that puts you at a standpoint to have a, how to say like, if a guy looks and he's like, dude, like, does it piss you off when you see a guy dating a girl Mm -hmm. that was talking to you, but Mm -hmm. the girl's like a complete younger than you by like 10 years. And she's an idiot. And you're like, how do, how do you go for someone like me with this standard Mm -hmm. and then go for her? Have you ever had that situation or seen Mm -hmm. it or witnessed it where they'll try to give you their energy and you realize that my standard is here. Mm -hmm. How do you afford to go to like, burns and I then mean, decide you want to go to olive garden just goes to a weaker woman that is easily able to get played with and allows a lot of shit that i might not but what allow. do you think is the psyche behind that what's your opinion as a woman like a woman in the psyche behind a guy saying she's this this but i'm gonna go for that like you, you don't go to go buy a fucking benz and say i'm just gonna go fucking do the the, the dodge neon who does that yeah so why would someone just i mean he could bang up that dodge neon so you think you that's know, what it yeah, is? Yeah, like, you know, buying like a like a better car, like a more luxurious car might be more of a liability. He knows what he has. He knows that it's it's attention. Right. Like being a high value woman also is somebody that knows her own worth. Like I don't What's the need, definition of a high value woman for you? To What's me, somebody that has her own independence, knows herself, respects herself, carries herself well. I think that doesn't take shit from anyone. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need a man just because like what he's going to do for her. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said in the beginning, like it's somebody that's a partner that is going to be her best friend. That's going to co-create with her, create a foundation together, build together. And like I said, it doesn't have to be somebody that's like super rich. Like it, it literally, like I'm not super rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm somebody that is building life normally to just a normal person. Right. It doesn't, it, it could be somebody that's literally just like selling insurance somewhere, you know, but he's driven, he's ambitious. He's focused on his goals. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he, he's making it happen for himself like i'm all about somebody that's making shit happen for themselves that's gonna respect me value me treasure me that's what i'm looking at that somebody that sees they got it they got they were able to get me and they continuously know how to keep me and we learn how to keep each other Mm -hmm. in that relationship but to me it's not so like a woman a man that's gonna go to somebody that's weaker Mm -hmm. If like, you know, like the, the, the younger bimbo or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe like if he's going to go to somebody like that, then I wasn't his cup of tea. Right. Yeah. So do you think that the younger bimbo doesn't have like PTSD and trauma? So it's easier for them to be it's with a girl scary because as that. a woman, like I, I am big on women. Like I really just, I, I, I want her, somebody to be happy no matter what. So like, I don't even want to put that type of energy on somebody I don't know. You know what I mean? But like at the same time, like if I know, if I kind of realize that he's treating, he's, he's capable of treating and mistreating a woman to this extent. And now this, you know, you know, woman that's way younger and easy and carefree and just living her life and thinks that she's came up when this like guy mm-hmm. that's doing everything for her. I mean, you don't know what type of like, I mean, I just think that there's no spiritual free lunch. Like, you don't know what type of shit that she's going to go through and how she's going to have to heal through and how their shit's going to end up. I don't have it for me to worry about what they got going on. If that's what he chose to do and mm-hmm. he wanted to go to that, good luck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, but do you think that every girl has to go through some sort of trauma and heal from it to be happy? Or do you think that it's okay to, to not have trauma at all? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's okay to have trauma and then make someone say, hey, this is my shit. Figure it out. Help me. Help you. 
No, I think that a lot of women, we go through heartache and trauma and pain. Mm-hmm. And some of us become savages, and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, fuck this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat them how they treated me. I'm going to have A, B, and C. Like, right. I'm going to have my rotation. I have my roster. I'm all for those girls, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you want to do, babe? Do that. That makes you happy. That makes you in power, in tune, in control. And that's your happiness. Do that. But do you think that enables women to kind of go out of control by empowering that? No, I think that it comes to healing, like how you choose to heal. Like if somebody wants to go savage mode and that's a part of their healing and that's what they choose, that's okay in their life. Like that based on how they're running their ship, that's fine. And somebody else, it might be completely different. Like they might go celibate. They might not date for a while. They might go inward, you know, mm-hmm. like So this is all from has. like an emotional stance yeah. that you're saying. Yeah. But everybody. emotional is a thousand percent correct. But do yeah. you think it's logical? I mean, I think that people don't live logically. Like, we try to, but everybody lives based on their feelings and emotions. As much as this world tries to hide, you know, discussing emotions and feelings and, like, what we go through internally, we are driven in life based off of what we feel internally. We mm-hmm. do. We make decisions based on our emotions. Logically, yes, we take, you know, we're, we have a perspective on life where we're trying to make the best decision for ourselves. But I feel like a lot of people especially when it comes to love that's the decision they make from the heart to be emotional yeah do you think that's from your standpoint because i feel like that's more more female than men because i don't know a lot of men who make decisions i mean without without we're discussing women like when it comes to in terms of love i think women are more emotional creatures we make decisions based out of our feelings so you think that puts us at a point where we're going to be unhappier i feel like the the reason why i say that is i i had a hard time understanding for me because I wish somebody would have told me, like, Ange, like, you don't have to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. Instead of my friends kind of gassing, they love me too much. And everyone's love language is different. Yeah. They were like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But for me, if you love me and I love you, I need to learn your love language. Yeah. You could be like, I need tough love. I'm used to this. My childhood yeah. is used to tough love. I need it. Yeah. And, but because I want to not hurt your feelings, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if you were like roommates and you're like, bitch, you could have told me that you didn't like how I put the pillow for the past five years mm-hmm. but i'm like well i wanted you to live through your trauma and like figure out that i don't like it yeah. you would have been telling like if you love me you should just tell me yeah don't you think that's a better way than to say like it's emotional it's okay like sometimes your fuck up is your learning experience yeah. but you, it might take you 10 years when if you love me you could just tell me but that's a part of your healing journey like if that if you had a split because of because of that trauma mm-hmm. or pain like you want to go and heal inward and you're going to try to figure out like I mean, I can only speak from my perspective. Of course, I can't of speak from every woman's perspective. Every woman's different. Every person's circumstances, no, no, whatever no. life. I, yeah, a thousand percent. But for so. the majority mass, mm-hmm. I would say, like, based on that mm-hmm. style of, like, living, mm-hmm. that's your style. Yeah. And that logical, like, sense, don't you think that it goes from, let's like, say, you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't like something mm-hmm. because it's their style, you're empowering it. Is that the same thing? I mean, I think it's based on, you have to communicate. But then that contradicts what we just said then, because you're saying to empower them. Mm-hmm. But then you're saying, well, we have to communicate. What do you mean? To empower, like, when, when it comes to emotions? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when as a woman, we I feel like we just, we are more emotional beings. Mm-hmm. So if I don't like the way that a pillow's set up, I'm emotional about it. I'm going to discuss that. Mm-hmm. It's something that has to manifest verbally. Like, I can't just sit there internally and just internalize it and suffer because a pillow's not to my liking. But that's know? equivalent to, like, other people. And then you're saying, like, mm-hmm. girls are emotional. Where you're saying, like, I need to, if she wants to go have a roster. And you're like, no, nah, man, I don't like how your roster said it's, it's going to hurt you jazz like don't do that well i 
would never say like if my friends want to have a roster i'm all about that what if it hurt them in the long run i'm gonna i will discuss that with them too like i i've have to, i've have told my friends like hey i know this is what you think is part of your healing journey but as your friend I just want to just want to tell you, like, I love you. Just like, is this the healthy? I, I have been that mm-hmm. person to my in my friend right. groups where I will tell my friends, like, I know you're doing this. But if they feel like that is part of their journey, uh, I will let them do that because each person is going to be mm-hmm. making their own decisions. They're responsible for their own actions. But as a good friend, you be, should be able to be able to communicate that. Right. And I'll be that. I've been that friend where I've been able to communicate that. Like, hey, I don't know if this is the healthiest way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Damn. All right. So do you think that women in the first world country are oppressed then? Do you think we have it? Oh, yeah. To be in that position. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, my entire perspective on dating, like the way that even you said, like, you know, you grew around a lot of masculine men. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that when it comes to a third world country and a first world country, it, entire outlook on relationship is very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think makes us so oppressed then? I mean, I can only speak from a suppressed standpoint. Like, I grew up super suppressed where women didn't really have a voice. Like, you are always catering to a man. Right. So I think that that's why I value independence more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to women that are making it happen for themselves with or without a man, more power to you. I don't think that a relationship defines them. I think that's beautiful if they were able to find somebody that is a part of their heart that's helping them supporting them cheering them on that's beautiful but when it comes to like i don't want to talk about that part no no it's okay we don't have to no i get it um i think that i, I just it's, it's i feel like growing up in like in my own perspective like it was a lot of abuse a of lot course. of toxicity so i i personally have my guard up for so many different reasons like being in a home where you know i've seen women just be to like pulp like right. i've i've seen things that a kid should have never seen um and that really scared me i had a hard time trusting them in around me mm-hmm. um It's okay. You can take your time. I I get it. Uh, It's really hard for a woman to grow up because I feel like um, your perspective and your feelings are very, it's very real. Yeah. And a lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, So I know my point, like my, like my point of view when dating and relationships is completely fucked up because I've seen so much. I have a hard time trusting men. And like when it comes to like, that's why I'm not... To me, like, my independence is more important to me than anything because right. that's my no, I hear way of leaving yeah. versus, like, you know, like, a man throwing money is like, all right, cool. Like, right. you got time to so be for you. Pick one of them. You know? One extreme to the other. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you, and you think it hurts you in the long run being that way? I don't know if it hurts. I guess we'll find out. I think I'm just kind of, like, flowing through life right now, trying to figure it all out, part of healing. Like, I think that when you think you heal from one thing, then you have the next thing that you're healing from. Like, so you know. what do you think you're doing now that contributes to you healing from everything you've been through as far as being so independent as a woman to recover from your... I'm learning how to keep my heart open, honestly. So like, that's the hardest part. That is very hard. I have to say that. Hardest part, because I've, like, went through healing from, like, you know, just trying to heal my way like okay I was a teenager I was kind of weird and have a lot of friends and then like getting married young and I didn't have a lot of friends then yeah. and healing from like my inner childhood wounds healing that shit and right. then now I'm like oh shit 
I really have I'm emotionally unavailable when it comes to like dating like a part of me shuts down like I and as much as I'm big on emotions and communicating it a part of it is because I've learned about myself that I was so emotionally unavailable I had a hard time like it's like my heart was it 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 was in defrost mode but it Mm -hmm. just wouldn't defrost like I couldn't thaw it out like I it was frozen right I have I've been so guarded from based on my own life that I've witnessed things that made me shut down like I have a hard time letting men into my life so Mm -hmm. when somebody shows me one thing and like since I've been single like dating for like for the first time of my 30s but like mm-hmm. if I like it's like you're gonna have a whole high school like like you know kids learn like in high school and junior right. high how to have relationships I feel like in my 30s trying to date for the first time it taught me something completely different like if somebody does something to hurt me I'm like I'm, I'm good right. like you that you've done something to hurt me I'm good right. you know but do you think that's compassion and, and what I mean when I ask that is like being in customer service for me, I used to be like a hardcore asshole about that. We're like, you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Yeah. And that was my defense mechanism also from the, the childhood we endured is like mental and physical abuse from our, our family yeah. and the pressure of being so right all the time. Yeah. Um, being in the nail industry, I have women who come in who just slap their PTSD attitudes on my table all day long mm-hmm. of their past. I don't know if you've had bad nail experiences, mm-hmm. but they'll come to me I've heard about you. Like, I want you to do my nails. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I can feel the tension. I can feel the, 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 the fingers tensing up, the PTSD. And I'm like, and over the years, I have learned how to take compassion for that person instead of having an attitude. My old self would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I've never even cut you. I've never worked on you. Why do you have an attitude? Yeah. And I realized I'm being combative with somebody who's internally broken or hurt or scared. To, to have compassion, I had to say, it's okay. I'm not going to cut you. Like, don't worry. I know you probably have bad experience. And that's the compassion. I think that we kind of disregard because we are so on defense yeah. mode and saying like, no, fuck you. Like yeah. I could easily say that, but I would lose business all day long. And on top of that, what did I gain from hurting someone who's already hurt? Yeah. Who probably doesn't know it's okay to talk about who doesn't know like, Hey, most Asians don't allow you to talk. Yeah. Most salons will tell you to slap your hand when you, you don't turn their hand the way you want to. Yeah as a person i'm not qualified as a nail tech to tune in and be like you know what read her body language she's closed in her fingers are tense her fingers have like mad calluses she's probably been cut a thousand times let me cater to her and that's the grace i think anybody could give to another person that you see like wow like that's the true empowerment that i feel like you really want to help me help me by tuning how i feel tell me how i feel Mm -hmm. and then tell me how you can help me yeah and then i'm gonna give you what you deserve yeah instead of us both holding swords and saying well whoever cuts i'm gonna cut first yeah and no, I, think- I really i like the, i like the analogy you just used because she's whoever's coming to your table is has been through so much right. and they've like been disappointed right and i think that makes them guarded where they're gonna pull back mm-hmm. and i i definitely can relate to that that resonates with me right definitely and i think that it i've taken that metaphor mm-hmm. into dating also mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy because when i got cheated on mm-hmm. i had a nasty disgusting attitude mm-hmm. and i went on to like slightly dating and i had my guard up and i realized this guy didn't cheat on me mm-hmm. why am i making him go through this i he deserves a clean, clean slate i tried it to see if it would change and this is the hard part, I think, like for women, is that we'll devote three years to a guy, one guy who's missing five other qualities we want, five out of ten. Mm-hmm. But we spent three years with him as opposed to a guy will date three girls in one year, 
mm-hmm. cross-examinate things he doesn't like and move into the fourth one with everything that he knows he wants so we're already at like a losing play we lose time we lose value and we lose ourselves. we're like i thought i did everything for you why don't you love me mm-hmm. what the fuck so i i tried the new dating with the the clean slate like you know like a customer new customer new attitude mm-hmm. can't have this is not jessica this is just Senya. this is a different person mm-hmm. And I give people the same hype and it's exhausting. Trust mm-hmm. me, it's exhausting. Yeah. But is it revelating? It's so revelating because when I see people come back, they look forward to saying, Ange, I love talking. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care if you just top coat me again. Yeah. I need some girl time. I need some me time because it's therapy. It's therapy. Yeah. Yeah. But to to and to tune into somebody and yeah. know like I don't know what you're going on in life, but let's yeah. talk and not just open the table like oh, I'm here if you want to talk to me like that's yeah. different yeah. than me saying you know I've noticed your body language I've noticed the color you're picking it's kind of bold are you going through like a bright phase are you going out are you partying what's going on yeah let me know that you're kind of feeling what I'm feeling for me to release into you and I think that's why I asked you the question earlier mm-hmm. is your your feelings are a thousand percent validated yeah. you know, what you feel and traumatized it's a thousand percent okay. real. But when a guy comes in and he's he's just as fucked up from all the girls who are probably gold digging off of his pocket. And you're like, no, I'm trying to have a genuine relationship with you. How do you think? He's scared. He's scared. Yeah. And you're scared. Yeah. But all you see is this and all he sees is that. And it's hard because we're on two different lame. And, th- and it goes back and people don't understand for me. And the nail industry is not just nails. Yeah. I, I have to hold your hand for 45 minutes. This is, yeah. this is almost sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I have to make sure yeah. you're comfortable yeah. with holding my hand. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, that's why I have a hard time giving sympathy for people who say like, we, we don't have it easy. It's not supposed to be easy, but when you fight it and you learn to beat it, Mm -hmm. it tops everything that we've never feel like felt as a woman. Yeah. Because we were not designed biologically to be superior in any form of way. And we think it's force, volatile, all that. It's not. Yeah. It's in here. And when I sat there, and I think I was probably like three years ago when that hit me, yeah. I need to give, and my clients are all the same now. They're all very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that it's who you harness around you is you. Yeah. Like when people could be assholes to the world mm-hmm. and they deal with you and they're completely calm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the hardest part where we can do that, but almost every, we do that. We have that compassion for our best friend. Yeah. We have a compassion for our laser hair removal lady. We have that for everyone except yeah. for what we want, yeah. what we say we don't want, whatever everyone says. I am a girl. I'm decently at an age where I know one day I want to be with somebody forever. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm having kids. So I'm going to need the bastard to kind of, you know, yin yang the coffin with me yeah. or something. Yeah. So I need to learn them just as much as they know me. Mm-hmm. And if you think you got me wrong, let's work on this together. Yeah. So do you think your view on me saying it that way is different than what we said 20 minutes ago? Or do you still feel firm? And I'm not trying to change your mind. I just want to know your thoughts on it. I mean, I still feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I still feel firm on how, I mean, I know that for me personally, like I, what, based on what I've been, it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be something that you know you just it's like a light switch goes off like oh i found the perfect guy now i'm mm-hmm. gonna change my way it's like no of course it takes time and it, that's what i said is it would take a very special person and do you have a strategy for it that's what i, don't. I think I there's don't. no strategy no. this no. is wild yeah. i mean honestly i just go based intuitively like i feel like i get a good read on people and if somebody shows me who they really are i'm gonna take what i see mm-hmm. and it's it's good yeah okay 
that's that's your living life on edge i think that's so crazy i don't know i mean i don't know i, I feel like I, it could be a very lonely life but at the same time a very fulfilled life i don't know i think it's just like learning it, it's like i don't know like how old are you 27 okay so i'm 35 like after everything that i've been through it's like mm-hmm. after divorce being a single mom like been been through what i've been through heartache pain trauma losing my sister grief like i've been through so much where i'm right. just like i'm just breathing like i'm i'm so fucking happy i'm okay. here and i've got my head on i'm not on drugs somewhere because i feel like life could beat you in so many different ways so if I was to bring somebody into that safe haven that I've created in my mental mind, in my little heaven up there that I'm guarding my heart, if I bring somebody in there, it's going to take one very special man. So when, when it, when you were discussing with me, like the whole, like 10 girls competing for something, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not about to be in the line with 10 girls. Like he wants to do that. He wants to test drive these. First of all, I'm not going to be somebody that just gets a test drive. Like I want to be that person that's so unapproachable for you to even drive. Right. Like I'm that guarded for me to like, even let my guard down. Like it would take a lot, you know, take like, to me, it's like, let's be friends. Like, let's see where this goes. Like slowly work on that. I think it's just based on like you know the words to put together just different it, morals it, for different people not just, even morals because it's not like i haven't been there like where i've dated somebody where things move fast mm-hmm. it's just like having been disappointed right. and having been through like in where i let somebody take my power from me mm-hmm. and losing that where i'm like wait i don't like this i don't like the way that felt mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm pulling all my energy back pulling my power back where I, it's just me learning to love myself where i know my worth i know what i deserve and i know what i don't want to tolerate right yeah. do you wish that you knew what you now and rewinded the clock are you completely happy with exactly where you're at i wouldn't change anything you wouldn't because i wouldn't be who i am today but let's say it didn't affect your past do you think that what you knew now, if you were like 21, do you feel like you would have a head start with what you know now? Or do you feel like it, time would still go on? It's so hard to imagine. You know, really? like it's so hard to imagine because at if, 21 years old, I was already a mom. I right. was like living in New York. Like mm-hmm. I was I was a wife. So it, it's really hard to even say like if I was to have the knowledge and wisdom that I have today at 21 years old back then, I would have been divorced. I so, wouldn't have waited around that long. So it would have benefited you. Then. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. But then again, the time, the patience, the lessons that I learned mm-hmm. were something that were worth learning as well. In, like, it so made do you think me in misery, there is a learning cue in it or not really? I don't know. Like that, that, That's so difficult to say. I think that it was part of my karma and part of what I needed to learn. It was a cycle that kept repeating itself, and mm-hmm. I was the only one that was going to be able to break free. So you broke your family yeah. cycle. Yeah. That's a monumental moment. People don't yeah. do that often. I'm the first woman in my family to get divorced. Yeah. It wasn't easily. To, they still don't have a good time taking it. Like I feel like some of them are still whispering and acting like I'm still married. I'm not married. Right. <laughs> I haven't been, been married for four years. That's yeah. crazy. Four years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I need to get my shit together then. What am I doing? <laughs> Whoa. What the hell? Um, no, I, th- I think that we kind of all go through the same things when you're in a cultured family. Like I, I did go through something very similar mm-hmm. minus the marriage part. It was forced upon me, but I was psycho. I left home at like 14. Mm-hmm. So 14, at 14, wow. I, my 18 was at 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there on, I, I experienced a lot of things that I don't think like 
any kid and a lot of girls go through it yeah. but for me at the time in my high school years i felt like damn i'm the only one going through this yeah and when you sit at the lunch table with all your misfit friends you realize they're going through some shit like that too yeah. it's different language yeah. different yeah. strokes different folks and yeah. that, that was a rude awakening and that's when i realized like yeah you're hurt but you're not special Ange. yeah and now when i say but not in derogative form it's just kind of like you're not special meaning like you're gonna have to work just as hard yeah. as that girl over there who has parents yeah because I, the world isn't going to they're not going to excuse me yeah. because the girls at the misfit tables are just as broken and i'm like wow um and i and i'm glad yeah. i don't were you a misfit at school or no no what? i was i was um you're the pretty girl no, I was actually not the pretty girl. What were you? What were you? Where were you in high school? I was kind of like the nerdy girl. You were the nerdy girl. <laughs> yeah. I was the nerdy girl that couldn't do anything. So don't even ask me. Like I can't hang out after school. I couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't go anywhere. Were you good in school? Though? I was. A, I was a good student. So you were yeah. a traditional yeah. like. Yeah, um, I was the oldest at, um, out of my family. So like I would go to school, come home, take care of my siblings, help with dinner. I, I was the one that finished my homework like late, like at 10 p.m. at night. What? Woke up in the morning, made breakfast. Like I was that girl and I had to grow up fast but I, I totally understand I hear you out like everybody even back then like my friends that I did have they they that were in relationship they were dealing with heartache and pain and suffering back yeah. then like that was hard to see my friends go through that at such a young age and I had no knowledge or understanding of mm -hmm. even the emotions that they were experiencing during that time right. I couldn't relate but I, all I could do was offer, like, my support as a friend. But I, it's hard to offer support when you don't even know what these people are experiencing, right. you know? Um, but a lot of um, high school for me was um, just going to school. Like, that was my outlet, just hanging out with my friends mm. at lunchtime. That was your highlight. That they was were my just highlight. just like, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah. And they're like, we're heartbroken, bitch. We can't relate. <laughs> I don't want to be at school. <laughs> You're like, I want to be here right now. I need social outlet right now. For real. That, oh. was, that was my outlet. That's the only place I can get out at. That or temple. Like, for me, growing up, like, like the okay, so when you go to Indian temple, the Gurdwara that we call it, I'm from Punjabi descent. So um, I grew up in Sikh religion. So on the left side, the women sit. On the right side, the men sit. They're separated. Mm -hmm. So, like, we and my sister would be sitting, and there would be, like, a cute guy sitting across from us on the other side, and he would, like, eye contact. And we would be like, oh, my God. He made eye <laughs> that was, like, our thing. Like, oh, my God. He made eye contact it's with so us. so innocent, right? So, and, like, I mean, that was all the way through, like, high school. Like, that was, like, the oh most attention like, we would get. I, I'm not gonna. I miss those innocent moments, yeah. like the MySpace cute. That was my innocent yeah. days. So yeah. I, I, I don't. I never went to. I wasn't that religious. Yeah. I, I don't think I got that far. But that's that's really cool hearing that. That you're like, oh my god, he yeah. looked at yeah. me. Yeah, like we had eye contact. We were, we were in the we were in the um the buffet line, and like he gave me a cup of water. <laughs> we talked. You know? so that was oh like my, my perspective of dating. Like that was like, oh my god. He spoke to me like he oh, had me glass so that's so do you cute. want water that's innocent that's so innocent <laughs> so, yes i do yes. i do <laughs> my, my aunt once went too <laughs> <laughs> you know? who would be usually just staring at me like just burning holes through my skull like she talking to that guy like it oh. was i was on constant watch like it was it was difficult like definitely difficult but i didn't know any better that's what we were accustomed to you know wow no i get that yeah are you comfortable talking about your job at all or no <sighs> Do you want to talk about it? I know it's something that you keep very private because even you, you, you surprised me, honestly. And I was like, wait, what? Oh my God. Cause I do. Here's the thing. Can I be very honest with you? Be, yeah. Um, I've been praying on this for about two years. Um, 
I wanted to start a podcast type of like thing, but I have no direction. I, that's why when I started following, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna, this is inspiration oh. for me. Like, I followed you as motivation, oh, as inspo. You're so sweet. When I saw you, I was like, she's talking about real shit. I like her. That's why I was following you because I was like, she's so inspiring to me. Oh. So I've always wanted to start something where I have women that come discuss their stories, yeah. like whether they've been through a range. Because I've had so many women that reached out. Um, after I discussed my arranged marriage on Instagram and on TikTok, and then I t- discussed me going to prison, mm-hmm. and then I've never talked about dancing yet, mm-hmm. but like I slowly but surely started opening up just to create that. Like I'm creating that platform. Right. I'm just kind of like building that strength within myself. Like I want to have that attitude that you have. Like I respect that so much. Where I get what? to the point where yes, girl, because that takes <laughs> you're brave. That's courageous. Where you're like I'm gonna go on here and say what I have to say, yeah. and I'm gonna tell it how it is, and I'm not gonna hide who I am. Right. I'm getting to where you're at. Like yes, I'm strong. Really? I feel like you're so strong. I'm like girl, I want to be like you because you nothing changes. You're 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 a statue. Like that you're solid. I'm like yeah. damn, I don't want to fuck with that. I. But yeah, to yeah. me, I look at what you're doing, what you're creating <laughs> on on here in the 3D level. Like right. you're making it happen, Thank you. and I I see that as so inspiring. Oh, so when I was when I first started following you, when Luna tagged you, I was like, wow. Like when I went through your stuff, I was like, wow, she's discussing real stuff. Like this is amazing. Like they're tackling real issues, and that's why I've been wanting to do something like that. So like me discussing that and finally getting to that point is me also exposing my real story. Yeah, because you can't talk and relate to people without being 100% authentic yeah so I'm I'm a little nervous nervous. how are we gonna bring this up well let's just say when I followed your Instagram Mm -hmm. your Instagram is very it's almost very private like it's very uh there's like messages and everything you just gotta like find like there's this this is art find the art if you don't you're not deep enough like yeah you can just tell Mm -hmm. when I met you and you came to my house I'm like oh okay you don't come off like your Instagram doesn't come off as somebody who dances. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no, I dance. I was like, wait, what? And mm-hmm. it, it's like people don't realize that the stereotypes exist for a reason. And you kind of beat the stereotype in that because your Instagram does not match your current job. No. Do job career. Is it night? Is it day? Like how, when and where do you work? Do you want to say where? Do you want to say what you do? What exactly do you do? So I'm a dancer and I, I work the night shift. Night shift? Yeah. Are they, are they long shifts or? Um, it depends. If I hit my goal, I could be out of there in two hours, three hours. What? <laughs> but if it's not, if I'm not hitting my goal, I'm there all night. What? <laughs> yeah. So it really depends. But like usually I go in like around like 10, 1030. And how long have you been there? I've been at this club for almost a year and a half now. Was it hard going in there and just like starting where you were like pretty welcomed when you started working there? So this wasn't my first club. My oh, first okay. club, um... I worked in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I thought that was like stripper capital. Yeah. So mind you, I had three hundred dollars to my name. Oh my um, god. I just left my ex-husband. I had nothing. You know, I was married to him for ten out of the thirteen years I lived with him. But after that entire ordeal, I had nothing to show for. I had to start completely fresh. I'm like, what am I going to do? I have a felony right. in my record. I can't get a job How easily. Did you get a felony. Uh, talk about it. No, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> Because I'm looking like, what could she have possibly done? Um, I, I, I did something illegal, and um, my friend at the time, she rolled on me, and I got two years in maximum security prison. You mm. 
fucking badass. It wasn't badass in the moment. I was crying my ass off. I'll tell you that. But I will tell you that when you get there, you it, it's, it's just you against everyone else. So I think that's prob- probably the tough exterior that you see where I had to, like, be in an environment where there's bitches that are going to try to rob you, try to jump you, try Have to you fucking date you. Have you ever experienced that? Um, I've had some bitches that tried me. I've had two, but most of them really, like, I'm just real where I, like, I don't get involved in the drama. I treat everybody the same way. But I had somebody that tried to fight me over a fucking microwave. <laughs> She's like, this is my house. And I was like, you can keep your house, sweetheart. I don't stay here. <laughs> I'm just visiting. Oh, my God. Two years? Two years. Two I went years. to jail for one night, and I've been bragging about that shit for, like, five fucking years. Are you kidding me? Oh, it was it was difficult, girl. Like, I mean, it, being away from your entire life, I've never been in trouble. Like, I, det- yeah. I've had detention a few times, like, for chewing gum or, like, yeah. kicking a rock or some shit. Like, some stupid shit. Yeah. But, like, I never got in tr- real trouble. What? So, for me to, like, that was, like, my biggest cry for help. Like, this is around the time that I was asking my family to help me get a divorce. And yeah. they were so against my divorce that this was my serious cry for help like help me get Mm -hmm. out of this and they weren't and at the time the person that was i at the time i thought she was my friend Mm. um she was like i got a move that we can make and i was like what's the move she told me and we we did it and then she got caught and And i got i was the one that got away with it she got caught and she got me rolled (gasps) into it yeah what a fake ass bitch (laughs) but to me that had to happen in my life. I would not be who I am today if that didn't happen. But I did two years away, and my family was just completely humiliated. Like, you should just go drown yourself, kill yourself. No daughter of mine has ever been through this. Like, it was it was hard. There was no sympathy at all. None. And then when I came home, it was like me being jailed again. Like, I couldn't even go down to, like, ride it across the street without a chaperone. Oh, and I, my I, I came home, like, this is, like the age of 25 to 27 so i'm 27 years old just my age oh my god yeah yeah. i mean even the judge was like you've never like they when they pull up everything they pull up like from kindergarten to your college transcripts the entire background where you worked everything like this man had like my baby like kindergarten pictures like he had that he was probably like how did you get here he did yeah, yeah I had the same like for my two seconds of fame in <laughs> jail I was like how did he, I don't know sir yeah it's like it's a long story but it was definitely the biggest cry for help and I came out a completely different person I wow. went in there like super sweet um I came out a little more tough and harder wow. and ready to face. Like, I had no fear to start from square one after so, that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when you're on, like, a mission. You have nothing. You like, left on a mission. They, they, you, if you have, like, when it comes to, like, any humility you have, they mm-hmm. strip you bare. Like, yeah. they will literally tear you down. Like, the COs, the captains, like, everybody that's around, they will tear you down. Wow. But you have to be so headstrong, like, to go through that. And I went to, I didn't go to a little cupcake camp. I, I went to serious matches. You hustled, did you hustle your way through? Did you learn each person? Or you just said, nah, this is my ground, fuck y'all. Like, how did you, how'd you handle that? Um, Honestly, during intake, that's what that's what ended up me getting into maximum security because I had a bunkie that was like an 18 year old girl that was it, just going for six months over some like little weed shit yeah. that her and her boyfriend got caught up. She was born with AIDS, 
So she told me, and I was like, hey, girl, it's good. Like, you know, like, you can't help that. I'm not going to treat her indifferently. I thought that was very sweet and kind of her to tell me. But I'm not sharing stuff with her. We're not sharing needles or razors. I I was like, that's sweet, but you don't have to share that information. You're fine. (laughs) So there were some girls that were discussing this. And one of the girls comes up to me like, hey, your bunkie has AIDS. I, I I think you better know. I'm like, I already know. She discussed them. I'm like, you know, but... Don't go around spreading her business like that. Let her choose who she wants to disclose that to. That's, like, really personal. Yeah. She was born with it, you yeah. know? Like, she's 18. She's a kid. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 like, 25. So this girl's, like, a little bit older than me, this woman that's coming up to me yeah. discussing this. And so she's crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, so-and-so is going around spreading this about me. Like, she's telling everybody. No one wants to sit with me. No one wants to talk to me. They're giving her a hard time now. So she was in the same, like, unit as me. So I was like, dude, didn't I tell you, like, just leave her alone. Like, let her be you able to choose. St- yeah. Oh, my so God. So she's like, bitch, put your shoes on. Put your slippers on. I'm like, why don't you have never been in trouble? I'm like, slippers. What kind of talk is this? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll go back to my book. I'll go back to my book. I'll put my slippers on. I don't know what that means. I'll put my slippers on. So, like, we get back into the middle, and everybody's around us huddled. And she's like, bitch, I didn't say anything. And I was like, yes, you did. You told me. <laughs> you were so cute. Yeah, I was like, yes, you did. You told me. So, from that point on, like, they, it was stop on movement. They had to pull us off each other. I didn't really hit her. Like, we, we literally were getting in the mix. Like, oh I didn't even know what I was getting God. into. But here's the thing. You don't back down. And I've never been somebody that backs down. Like, I stand for the truth. What I said is what I said. So... They shut movement down. They capped. Everybody, like, actually petitioned for me. Everybody in the unit, like, wrote this petition, signed it for what? me. Like, dude, she was she was innocent because they didn't want me to go to maximum. Mm-hmm. So everybody was, like, going around. I didn't even know that they were petitioning for me to not go to maximum because they were like, you're going to go to maximum. So when the captain saw, saw this, he's like, where do you think you're at? And I was like, I'm in prison. <laughs> he's like, no, you don't. You think this is just a joke? And I was like, no, sir, I don't think this is a joke. He's like, okay, well, let's send you to maximum security prison since you think this is so light you want to save people and i'm like i'm not saving anybody but that was wrong she was 18 years old she was a kid so he's just like okay maximum security and then i got shipped off to maximum security prison so what is maximum security prison level five security prisons where you're around people that are murderers people that are in there for some serious shit wow yeah yeah so he was essentially a dick that didn't have any sympathy and said fuck you you think this is yeah 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 wow I think that my looks didn't really play, help me. I, I think they thought, like, oh, she's a pretty girl. Like, oh, she thinks this is a joke. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't, th- I think I knew it was serious consequences. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't appreciate that girl. Like, this is an 18-year-old kid. Like, that's like baby sis to me. Right. Like, somebody like little sister's age. Like, you're not about to sit there and punk this little 18-year-old. Like, go handle somebody your own size. Right. So that was fucked up. I stood up for somebody that was innocent. You know, like, I probably... In his eyes, he thinks that I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, when you're around somebody for, like, a few months, like, you, you start to, like, you know, you're, you're protective. And, like, she was I, who I woke up with every day. Like, she was right under my bunk. Yeah. We went to go have breakfast every day together. We walked to go have lunch every Like, you know, we built a bond. So I really didn't appreciate that girl discussing that, like, her personal life like that. But maximum security was different. My very first day there, um, I was around a woman that murdered her child. You know, she's glammed up and she has makeup on and her hair's curly and no one would tell me what they're, what she did. And then finally somebody pulled me to the side. They're like, you know, she killed her kid. I 
was like, because I, I, they don't like baby killers there, because I, I didn't know who I was hanging out with. So they're like, she hung her daughter. She was on drugs. She hung her daughter alive with the metal hanger and hung her up in the closet because they wanted to go and binge for a few oh days. So I was around God. some people that had some demons, man. Like they were on some like crazy shit. I was I had a woman that built my she she not built my um sewed my blankets for me. What? <laughs> and she had like she killed like four of her husbands. So <laughs> she's the sweetest like grandma <laughs> lady ever. <laughs> but she had killed like four of her husbands. And she was making- she was just making my blankets for me and I would have coffee with her every morning. Like it was some crazy shit. Like I was around a lot of people that were So were they nice to you? Um I felt like everybody was really nice to me since that intake like that everybody knows what happens like if you get in a fight during intake everybody knows your business like she got shipped off from intake she was supposed to go to level two but she came to level five because what happened uh, so i think it was just like a, a level of respect people just fucked with me oh, wow. they respected me so yeah. you didn't have like a terrible- I, I didn't have only had that one lady that had that microwave problem after that incident <laughs> She wanted to fight me, and then she comes to the bathroom. She's like, meet me in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, lady. Like, I was just trying to, I was like, you have to wait your turn, because I was already in line. So I'm making my little pizza, okay? <laughs> yes. This doesn't sound like but, prison. No, it was prison, girl, because this is like, we're making like a makeshift pizza with ramen noodles, okay? Like, it, it was it was prison. Oh, my God. So, She's like, meet me in the bathroom. This is my house. This is my house. I'm like, baby, I'm just visiting, okay? Like, I'm just visiting. You can have your house, but you're going to wait your turn after I'm done with the microwave, okay? So she's like, come to the bathroom. Like, after I eat, I'll meet you in the bathroom. So I ate my food and I went to the bathroom. (laughs) And she's like, listen, I know you're a short-termer. Like... I don't want any problems. And she gave me a hug. And what? she apologized. The microwave lady gave you a hug? <laughs> yes. And I was like, listen, you're like super elder. Like, you're like 50 years old. I don't speak to like my elders like that. So I wasn't going to fight you, but you could have waited your turn. You know, it, 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 I was, I was going to be done within you three minutes. You are so innocently passionate about your actions. It's actually really cute. This is so cute. What am I? Yeah, but but the downside when you come back home, like I couldn't get a job, oh, and that's where, yeah. after me having to start fresh after you know yeah. that ordeal, like I was like, what the hell am I gonna do? I have three hundred dollars to my name. What am I gonna do? So I became a dancer. What was your initial feeling walking in saying like this is what I'm gonna do now? Like were you just sitting on your bed thinking like this is I cried a lot, girl, I'm not gonna lie, because I it was a field that I've never yeah. understood or known. And I will be very honest with you, I grew up under the pretense that this is what women with lower class and no values, that's mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. So me walking into that club wearing like a what's it called? A leotard? Mm-hmm. Like a like a onesie. Yeah. I don't I don't even know the outfit names. <laughs> I just sparkly shit. Um, I was like, oh, my God. I felt so exposed. Wow. I felt so exposed. And it was an all-nude club. And they gave... They were giving me $5 dances. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, I, I didn't know any better. Like, the girl that I knew it, that, that that I knew, she's the one that took me there. So I'm like, this is where you work? She's like, yeah. I was like, $5 dances is really cheap. <laughs> Like, you want me to, like, sit on this person for $5? Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... How long did you last there? I lasted there for three days. (laughs) And the girl that I came with tried to fight me. Like, it was interesting. Like, she was... Because she was really upset because I did really well. Oh, my God. It was a full nude club. I wouldn't get nude. I wouldn't, um... I wouldn't even give the $5 dances. 
I would only hang out with somebody that was throwing like a whole stack of hundred. So you were <laughs> so doing I was really I already well. I already sorry I didn't even realize I was hustling, but I I was already hustling. Like okay, I can't talk to you. That's not enough money. I was saying no. Your integrity yes. is what got you yes. here. Yes. So like she saw that, so she was she was upset about that, and then she tried to fight me and then the craziest thing is like I'm silent I move silently so the girls in the locker room they've been peeping me they've been watching like okay how is she moving who is this new girl when she tried to fight me they try to jump her from me yeah they're like you're not fucking with this girl we fuck with her and I was like I got it girls I got it but thank you that's love (laughs) I'm like thank you that's love because it's like to me everybody has their own mission they have their own journey they have their own power like I don't I'm not better than anybody we're all in here because we all have a story we're all making it we're all paying taking care of somebody like we're moms whatever the story may be nobody is better than anybody Mm -hmm. so when she came at me crazy like that and all I'm trying to do is what you're trying to do and you're hating on me and you're supposed to be my so-called friend so from that point on like I was like all right I'm gonna go to a different club so I went from there and I moved to a different club that was very high-end I was like, oh I like this you know (laughs) this was in so this was more of a higher-end club where it's more conversation based and I was like oh I could do this I could talk but the very first makes first experience there, I was traumatized. Well, then my very first VIP experience was a woman that's getting just completely railed. And the guy's like, do you know where you're at? And I was like, yeah, I'm in a strip club. He's like, no, you're at a whorehouse. Do you know what you're signed up, you've signed up for? Because I told him it was my first day. I didn't even tell him three days of Atlanta. You know? <laughs> so he's like, this is a whorehouse. This is what you have to do. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And he literally paid me the same amount that other girl got paid, but I just sat there. <laughs> so, and he was just like, I'm falling asleep. I'm like, okay, have fun falling asleep. Wow. I already got paid, so I'm not mad, you know? So it goes to say, like, you just got to know your own standards. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. So, wow. and like, he literally was joking, like, I'm falling asleep here. And I'm like, well, I already got paid, so I could sit here with you and you could fall asleep, or I could just go downstairs and make more money. So, what do you want? Do you want my company? And you've, you know, if you want to fall asleep, you can fall asleep. You know? oh. He's sitting in the chair, just like, this is just annoyed. I'm like, okay, you know, but I realized very quickly that. I have to have something different. Like, I, I, I need to, I, I, I was sh- so shy to talk to God. Really? <laughs> yes. Would they just come to you? No, you had to be the one you that approached be- them, yeah. So, like, I had to learn, I would read books, I was, like, trying to figure out what's going on in the news, like, politics, whatever it may yeah. be, where I can talk my ass off for the hour, just get by. You just get by. And I think that taught me a lot, too. But going into it at, you know, with the the desperation, the hunger and drive that I had, like, I have to make it in life. Oh, my God. Like, I just, I'm starting completely fresh. I have nothing, you know? It really was the push that I needed. And then going into it with, like, more morals and values intact. And I met some dope women. Like, I met some really, really strong, smart women. I went, met women in there that were, like, finishing out med school. You know, they're in there doing med school final preparations in the back, and they're on stage next. So I met some really great alpha type of women. I met women that gave me game. I've met some really interesting people, and then at the same time, I saw, like, the broken side, Mm -hmm. the women that were broken, and you could tell that they've been defeated by it. They're in there not living up to their true standard and what they could be at, but more, like, on a low vibrational vibe, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it comes with... You see the good and ugly, you know, and then when I, between those two, like, I was like, it was so difficult. Like, girl, I would apply to, like, 
jobs like I got denied by Uber. You know, <laughs> I try to I try to drive for Uber before I dance, and they denied me. Oh, because of the whole felony, felony thing. Oh, so like, God. I didn't really have a lot. I I try to be a cashier for thirteen dollars an hour, and they denied my application because my background check showed felony. Like, I had so many. I I didn't just jump into stripper. Like, oh, I'm gonna be a stripper. Yeah. Like, it was something. I'm like, all right, I gotta do this. You tried. There, there's no other. Yeah, option. you tried everything. Yeah. Wow. So. Coming to Tampa, like, that's one of the reasons why I came here, because the opportunity was really good. Wow. And that's probably another reason why I don't date much, because I see so much shit. Yeah. I'm so done. By the time I'm home, like, I'm in my peaceful, my own little happiness. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it falls into, a, it doesn't matter what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah. So it seems like you've, you've watched women, like, hustle with their, their med, the, the exam, and then they're yeah. also just kind of, like, floating through life and you're yeah. like babe you could be so much more yeah do you see that do you think that other people see that or do you think that's your special gift that you see no i think i think women see that but i think it's also who's who's observing and who's mm-hmm. aware mm-hmm. like some people are not aware mm-hmm. like you know even at where i work right now i've seen some great beautiful women that are making shit happen for themselves mm-hmm. but i also see some girls that are a little lost you yeah. know that need a little help right um and i also see myself in a position where i have attained enough knowledge and experience where if i see somebody that needs a little push i will be like hey girl like you know give her a little bit of advice and do you ever her. adjust her crown you know yeah. do you ever get hurt from that like when you try to help somebody and it backfires i don't think it backfires necessarily i think that i i, I try to help but i think that sometimes i do wonder if they're like oh she like you know yeah. she's a know-it-all or like I, I i do fear that because it's coming from a place of love like mm-hmm. it's more so like i want to see them do well you know what i mean i see their power i see their beauty i see what they what they may not see in themselves right. and I don't just necessarily just go and offer it like right. oh yeah like hey girl like I saw this like no it's like somebody like that I worked with and I was like hey like you know might want to try this approach but like um it, it's a different world oh. yeah and, and you don't see a lot of Indian women in that world uh, it's I, no, you really don't. That's why I was still like, wait, what do you do again? This is so crazy cool. Because yeah. the, the way I feel like you came out on top, it's mm-hmm. rare. So if you had to pick a superpower mm-hmm. for yourself that would benefit you, like Genie Wish, what would you pick for yourself, being who you are right now, that you feel like would help you so much? I would read minds. Read minds? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I love, I love digging deep. I like, I love, that's one of my things that I do enjoy about my job is I love to, I joke around and say about unlicensed therapists because I love to dig deep and see like what makes people who they are, mm-hmm. like just to hear what their background is, their story is, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I like to dig deep. So if I had the superpower of reading minds, that would be so cool. Yeah. So you feel like you would help them help themselves, yeah. basically? Like, yeah. let, let me help you. Since you don't know, you should you should just listen, listen to me. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be a good one. I, I mean, I just, and it comes from a place, like, where we all help each other. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, some, people, some people, it's not their priority. Mm-mm. Like, you you give very caring, like, vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the, the, the healer. Mm-hmm. That's what, you're like a healer. Yeah. You want to heal everyone around you. You'd yeah. be, like, the perfect mom, actually. Yeah, I am a mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I, I was looking at you like, oh, you're a mom. Do you think you learned a lot of it from being a mom? Yeah, I mom, have. Mom I mean, I, I definitely have learned a lot about myself, and I've learned a lot in what type of parenting I gave to him as a child, mm-hmm. along with my own healing process. Yeah. And it's changed the more that I found out more of myself and found me. me mm-hmm 
-hmm. just overall like on a spiritual level too it really impacted my parenting as well like there are certain things that I was parenting from like conditioning Mm -hmm. like what I learned as a child growing up and what I experienced and I didn't realize that kind of manifested into how I was as a parent so I had to like take a back seat and like correct myself like my son and I we're kind of like best friends at this point where we discuss things openly we have a lot of communication it's very important that I understand why he feels the way he feels or why why he's passionate about certain things Um, I treat him like a young adult which he is nice yeah is there anything that you're working on right now in your life that you want to talk about or say hey i'm working on this or you want to say like sneak peek anything or your life is just no cruising. it's just quiet it's just nice. I, I, I just make women moves quiet look at that yeah love that for you yeah I, I think it's really important like what you're passionate about like keep it let it kind of kind of sit in the burner mm-hmm. and then surprise people it's your style you're yeah. a private girl you're like <laughs> you'll see it when you see it yeah that's cool yeah so i think um dancing the one thing after my divorce that taught me was self-love like, I walked in there feeling defeated by life, like, broke, mm-hmm. questioning my own worth, like, fuck, like, am I going to be okay? But then also being around some really good people. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been lucky enough to be around some good men that were super generous and that are super understanding and really, like, helped me help myself. Right. Where it wasn't about just, you're not in there. Like, it could be such an overly sexualized environment where it's very, very... You know, um, what's the word? I'm like, sorry, I'm like, no, you're good. Um, I want to. I'm, I'm trying to verbalize everything the best way I can. No, if I had to describe my experience, uh, like two months ago, I had never been to a strip club, like, mm-hmm. like ever. And then I went, and in my mind, it was, it was like sexualized, like mm-hmm. people just like going crazy. Mm-hmm. When you're there, it's not that. No, you see almost people's like passion, yeah. their soul, like. They're, everyone's looking for like love yeah but in not a weird way yeah you don't see the ass and titties you don't see any no. of that the way people think it is like you you must be deprived or an amateur if you're there and that's all you see you must yeah. be one heartless like soul like, yeah because when i was there i was like oh my god she's so pretty she's so nice she's so genuine yeah. she's so smiley and you yeah. can tell she's into it she's not even looking at anyone when she's just like if you came to her it didn't matter if you had money in your hand it mm-hmm. was like you can read the language like i think yeah. like when you're in industry you can feel people's body language yeah because everyone's using money as a facade for everything yeah so the first thing you notice is um how are you coming at me right now yeah. is your eyes genuine are you looking at me with like creepy like fuck you eyes or are you trying to be like let me like read your soul are you trying yeah. to love me because we all could use some love in here yeah not on some like i need love but like we all could use some fucking love because yeah. it's like the one place where nobody ever expects to be and we're here okay yeah. And I think that that's the hardest part that people don't realize. You're paying to come in here and you're thinking like, oh, you guys are this. No. No, it's not even like that. I think that like every woman in there is hustling. Yes. Yeah. And yes, we expect to be get, we expect to get paid because that's what we're entertainers. Yeah. But at the same time, like we're still real. Yeah. We're still human beings. And like what you said best, like healers, mm-hmm. like I think people come in there, they all have their, somebody might be going through a divorce that yeah. just wants to be heard. Yeah. They just want to sit by somebody and vent because they can't do it with their boys. They can't right? do it with their family. They want to do it with somebody that's a complete stranger that may be easier for them to do so yeah. than do it with their loved ones, right. you know, or there may be somebody that's celebrating something and they just want to be around happiness. Different. Yeah. A bunch of different love languages. Yeah. There. But I, overall, I think my personal growth, like I found a lot of self-love for me 
for, for sure. Like going, getting in that industry, I was able to go through everything that my family would never want me to do. And I had to find myself, go through it, get myself together, be able to save money, of course, but at the same time, learn, learn. I learned so much about people. I learned so much about men. I learned about women, even like we all have our freaking issues. Like a crash course. (laughs) It it is. It is. It's like a daily, like you're daily learning lessons daily, daily. And it's so much growth, you know, internally, like I can say that I've been through like that, the the experience for me as an entertainer has been like, but, um, yeah. No, it's, it seems like you really resonate with that. And you're like, I'm the way you feel now. I I couldn't imagine you feeling this when you first walked in. So I think that self, your journey alone, you're like, I'm complete. Like this isn't my final stop, but like I'm complete right now where I'm at internally and in what you're giving off to other people and how you feel like I'm helping myself, helping other people, whether you don't think you need or not, that's, that's, that's your love language. Yeah. Healing, helping. And I think people can take that as like your, what is it like your, your intrusive or whatever people mm-hmm. say It's like, no, people don't know it. But even when you didn't know you need help, you needed like that lady to give you a hug. Like, yeah, bitch, give me a hug. You yeah. almost fucking said you were about to fight me. <laughs> You're like, give me a hug. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, I think everyone's love language is different. So I think it's in your job field basically nowadays, like you're learning everyone's like when you see them, like, what does this guy need? Is that your like your prerogative when you look at someone? Yeah, because like, when somebody talks to me on some overly sexualized, like I want to take you home, like, mm-hmm, like yeah. all right, like you know, <laughs> here's the application. Here's yeah. the wait list. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to happen until 2062. Yeah. Know? And then give me your wad. OK, bye. Yeah. That's your interest rate to for me, being like it's, that. It's just it's you don't we don't even want to talk to people like that. No. Like to me, it's more so like good conversations, like somebody that has substance. Like it's mm-hmm. great to like actually mingle. Like when you go to a club, you're paying for bottle service. You're playing yeah. for live music. You're playing for you know entertainment Mm -hmm. when you're coming to a strip club a gentleman's club you're paying for entertainment which is a human being yeah so how you as entertainer choose to entertain the clientele everybody's you know it might be different for everybody everybody. yeah different strokes for different folks yeah it's scary (laughs) because people really take strokes to a whole other language they're like oh you were literally supposed to stroke him dude it could have been an emotional stroke some people just need that i mean like i think that what i have personally um encountered is more so men that have been through a lot yeah yeah i've been through a lot of vip time with guys that want to vent guys that want to be heard they want to talk about what they're going through they're going through a divorce or they're going through a marriage they're scared yeah. or somebody's to celebrate i've had i've had some of the best customers i had a guy that was like 26 years old and he's a bachelor and he's like you're beautiful i'm doing a vip with you you're so beautiful but i just want to tell you how much i love my fiance i'm so excited like he told me his whole life story for two 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 hours and i'm sitting there listening getting paid to hear him talk about how excited he is about his journey <laughs> so it, it's not a lot of ugly of course there's ugly where there's customers that try you that try to be disrespectful to you and there's rejection like you have to be very strong like i'm gonna i'm not not, i might not be his type but somebody else might be so you have to get used to rejection as well right that's yeah. wait are you guys considered 1099s we're 1099s yeah. Yeah. Oh, i love that yeah. the write-offs are amazing <laughs> yeah. i fucking yeah. love you <laughs> i'm the center. i still put yeah. myself as a 1099 yeah. i'm like what yeah. no that's amazing yeah um do you have a hard time because i experienced this where mm. being in the job field of being so in front of people mm. and dealing with them emotionally and physically mm. and dealing with someone who works a nine-to-five job like mm. they don't relate to the type of stress you relate to mm. because to them it's like you literally just 
get up there and that's it and you're like no bitch it's this 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 yeah as opposed to like i struggled with this with my ex where he was a nine to five type of guy Mm -hmm. and his day was on the phone Mm -hmm. if he didn't like it he was able to hang up yeah as opposed to you if you don't like it you still gotta suffer through a certain level of degree of like i gotta i gotta suffer through this right now like this is money yeah and my emotions have to be put aside yeah so do you deal with a lot of people in that sense where you notice that when you're like, oh, yeah, we can't really like align in this because you don't understand this for me? Yeah. Do you deal with that a lot? No, just- I have. I, I nickname people like that that are very um, I nickname them like the devil like people mm-hmm. <laughs> because I literally I, I think that it could be hell. It really could be because you have so many people that they're on something. Yeah. They're drinking. They're they're going to test your limits and say if you're in an enclosed environment where somebody paid you to hang out with you for an hour and now they're getting aggressive Mm -hmm. you as a dancer entertainer have to have the power Mm -hmm. and take control where like sweetheart you already paid for this room you're going to get kicked out if you try me but a lot of women don't I, i don't know i feel like a lot of women sometimes don't know they have that power right I don't think a lot of people don't know they have power, their yeah. type of power. Or they just kind of succumb yeah. to the clientele. Like, no, right. you don't need to. Right. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Oh, that's really scary. But I I've definitely have had um, people that try to break me down. Like when we're talking about stuff, like I've had some very interesting conversations and they're like, um, so you think you're better? Like, do you think God will accept you? Like I've literally have had conversations like this. Somebody trying to tell me that I'm a bad human being because I work in there, but he's in there tipping me, (laughs) telling me that I'm going to go to hell. I'll see you in hell. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're here right now. I'll see you in hell, Michael. (laughs) So I've had some very interesting people where they will try like, try to test you like you know like oh my god mess with you like on an intellectual mental level you know and you just have to be strong oh yeah wow yeah i think on an energetic like wave like it it definitely does drain you mm-hmm. it definitely drains you i have to i i have to cleanse myself i'm very big on like praying like before and after i go to work mm-hmm. i'm big on um taking time off when I need it. Like I, I know when I need a mental break yeah. from it. So it, cause it could be a spiritually taxing environment because you're not just dealing with customers. You're also dealing with a lot of women, you know, like we're all there for each other. We're all con- like, sometimes you see somebody having a bad day. It might affect your mood. It brings you down So like, it's a lot of different energies that we're operating with in the room. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So do you think the overall experience is the one thing in your life where if you had a very simple like and you never experienced this yeah do you think you would feel as close as complete as you feel right now or do you w- would have rather like the simpler life no i wouldn't have changed it i love who i i've become i really That's have good. i think that every single the, it's all about the journey not the destination right. so my journey brought me through here and i'm grateful for it because <laughs> i've picked up so many lessons and i've helped heal certain parts of me and I'm still on that journey, so I wouldn't change anything. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you, like, a journal, and you can just create a whole, like, <laughs> new religion. Create a new religion yeah. for broken girls yeah. like me, at least. I'm broken, too, girl. Like, I, I think it's it's just taking my sweet time trying to love me, pour into me. And I have, like, I've been guilty where I tried, like, 
to find the missing piece and I thought it was another person, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was a friend or whether it was a man, right. or I've tried to find the missing piece thinking it's my family. And I received zero support after my divorce. Mm -hmm. Once I was divorced, my, I've never really, when I say family, I say extended family. Like my mom and my mom's still in the picture, but my dad, he doesn't discuss, we don't even speak. Mm -hmm. So like, I didn't receive the support that I was hoping to receive from them. Like, they kind of like, just like, you're the black sheep. We're done with you. You're divorced. You're not a problem. Like, I was told to move away to a different state if I'm going to get divorced. So I chose to move away. They would rather have me move away than to live there and be a single woman. Do you feel yeah. any sort of resentment from that or no? No. I mean, they've kind of come around where they're like, well, you can move here. Like, move here. Raise your son. Um... Like, you know, but we want to get you to married again. So it's always like the topic of they find they kind of feel like I'm incomplete without a man and they like want me to get married. Oh. And as much as I would love that, I don't want to just get tied to somebody else again. Like yeah. I'm not property. Like I don't want another arranged marriage. I don't want to deal with that again. Yeah, that, that's like a, even a sensitive like hole to keep poking. Like yeah. why would they? Wow. I already tried it once. Like yeah. fucked up. You know? No, that's crazy. <laughs> if I, yeah. Damn. Parents yeah. are wild. Yeah. So to me, it's, I, I, it sucks. Like I said, like we weren't taught how to be independent. Yeah. And I think my number one, like, like lesson, like when I talk to my nieces or my cousins, I'm always like, dude, go to school, get that degree, like make shit happen for yourself. A love will happen. A man will happen, but make sure you're set because I've learned that from my entire life that one thing that I wish was instilled mm -hmm. in me was the independence. Cause I would have walked away from a lot of toxic stuff a mm -hmm. lot earlier. Yeah. So you put up with a lot of stuff because you didn't know that you needed yeah. that, that yeah. I need to stand up for myself. I mean, the craziest thing is like I was to an extent independent cause I was putting my ex-husband through school, mm -hmm. but I just didn't know, have the self love and the understanding that I'm independent. I don't need to support him. I could just support myself and let him leave him hanging. Right. So it's almost like this conditioning where you have this fear and this control and a lot of uh, toxic, like narcissist abuse, you know, like you have to work your way through. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a part of the journey. So I'm not mad about it. I think everybody is who they are based on how they were brought up and conditioned. And mm -hmm. I've kind of just have like, I mean, I don't, I don't have hate or malice in my heart for anybody. No, you don't come no. off that way at all. No. Like, like I, everybody is who they are. And it, if they're having a bad day and they're projecting onto me, it's, it's, it's a scream for help on the inside mm -hmm. for them. It's of not course. even just me. It's not, they're hating me. Yeah. I didn't do anything, Yeah. you know, unless I really did do something, then I would discuss it. But if, if it's just projection, it, it means that they're, they're suffering on the inside. Mm -hmm. So it's more so just like wishing them healing. All yeah. Right. That's. Again, add it to the Bible of things that you're going to be doing. You're signing up for like a big role, like a role model role. So you keep this up. You're going to have like a whole team of girls saying, um, we need to schedule a session in, please. Oh, I, I would love that. Like, <laughs> I think like that would mean everything to me. Like after losing my little sister, I think that I, like, I was her second mom. So like my little sister was 11 years younger than me and she was my mini me, but even stronger. She was a little Leo. So like she had that heart, that huge, not a little Leo. She had a huge Leo, you know, energy that followed her everywhere. She went, um, very confident, very outgoing, but, um, on the inside mentally, there was a lot that she didn't bring to light. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me, when I meet women, I see little bits of issue in everybody. Do you think that's what kind of helps you always want to help? Yeah. Them? So yeah. You're just like, like, 
you you want to heal them and help them even if they think they're not ready or they don't want it and again like i don't look at every woman as broken no, or no, something. No, of course. but if i come across somebody that you know needs it i'm not going to hold myself back from offering that love right you know what i mean i don't care if they don't they're like looking at me like i don't even know you yeah but i'm gonna still spread that you yeah, know, I know. It comes from a genuine yeah. part yeah. for you, and you're yeah. like, I don't care if you think I'm being annoying. Like, you're gonna <laughs> take this love because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a healer. And yeah. I, I'm seeing you, and I want to heal. And we can just take a moment to pray. Like, you don't even care. Yeah, that's really cute. I love that for you. Yeah. I think that's some form of way. Like, that's you kind of healing within yourself, and it makes you feel like, okay, this, this didn't happen for no reason. Like, at least somebody can come out okay yeah. with this. Do you feel like she was like the? the version of you that you never got to be she was a better version of me that's very and good. i wish her 22 years that she lived she accomplished so much and i i i hope you know spiritually that she's proud of me and i hope that i'm making her proud you know like i really do truly hope that whatever i do in life it, it is to honor her mm-hmm. and every single woman that i meet like i look at like i don't look at women as competition or what no of course. i look at every woman like like a, like a cis vibe to me at this point in my life like i've i've lost my sister so like i look at every single person energy that i encounter like as somebody that like is a little cis right. even my handle now it's jasmine didi says which means didi means older sister in respect in punjabi mm. so my little sister referred to me as jasmine didi so it says jasmine didi says yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. I need to go and pray. I need to get my. <laughs> I need to go repent. Oh my God. This is this has been very nice. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you that we probably haven't touched? Is there anything that you that came to mind? You haven't asked me about my range marriage. I didn't know I, I can go there. No, we went to stripping. <laughs> okay fuck it tell me how did you because i i'm curious and how that even happened okay so the age and the conversation and the day leading up to it like how did that even happen so i was 18 years old as a high school and senior and my dad my uncle found somebody in a newspaper ad in india it was in a matrimonial page on in, in in an ad where they're like grooms seeking bride from America, U.S. citizen, fair complexion, you know, prefer vegetarian. Like that's what they like wow. what they yeah that's that's what their ads were. It's like a Craigslist. Yeah, basically. Wow. And my uncle found my ex-husband in one of these ads, and he decides to go meet with him. And initially, I think they were interested in hooking him up with my adopted cousin. And then my uncle decided that he's somebody that he's interested in him for me. And I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. So my grandma always said she was going to get us married at 18 years old, but I didn't really believe it. And then my dad asked me, like, hey, can you sit with me? Because my dad's he's, he's Indian. He doesn't know how to you know, speak. He's not fluent in English. So he's mm-hmm. like, I want you to uh, write this email. And I sat with him, and we typed up the email. I'm like, is this for me? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'm, I was like this guy's not going to choose me. I'm 18 years old. So I'm just like, yeah, well, I'll write it, whatever. And then he did actually ends up choosing what me. The f- because he was a lot older than me, so I didn't think he was going to pick me. But he actually did end up picking me. So then um, my dad 
was like, we're ready to get married, and I didn't want to go to India. So when everybody's getting shipped off, like, okay, we're going to go fly out to India for your engagement. The date of the engagement, my sister, like, was, like, a huge advocate. Like, we're not going to do this to her. She's too young. I'm crying. She's crying. My dad literally picks up all my stuff that wasn't even packed. Like, it was just an open suitcase. Like, and I have, like, two hours to pack. Just throw shit in there. Like, you're ready to go. Go. So I'm like, all right, I'm crying my ass going there to India. And I'm waiting for that moment where I'm going to have that one-on-one time with him. But I never got that one-on-one time with him to let him know that I don't really want to do this. I don't want to do this. You never got that? Mm -mm. So um, we ended up getting engaged. And at this point, it was a lot of pressure because I was so scared of letting them down. I was so scared that my dad's going to disown me he's gonna feel like I dishonored him I'm the eldest daughter of my entire family so I'm feeling so much pressure I didn't know what to do and at the same level I was like this is probably my only way of freedom like I have no freedom I can't go anywhere like girl I I didn't I've never even at this point I never even went to the movie theaters 18 years old so I, I I didn't have a lot of freedom very reserved so I'm like this is my ticket at the same time but I'm scared I'm not sure who this person is so we ended up getting engaged, and he comes to America. So that was like, when he comes to America, that was like my fourth time meeting him. Yeah. And then we got married that week. Do your, wait, arranged marriage, does your family benefit something other than? No, in, in our culture, being Punjabi, the Punjabis, the daughter side, they give, provide a dowry to the groom side. Oh, fuck. So not no. only did they get me married to him, they paid him to get me married to him. What a big L. Right. right. And um, we got married and he had to finish his studies. So I had to put my studies on the back burner. And at the time when I got engaged to my dad said I can go to school. So I was excited that, okay, once he comes to America married, I can go to school too. But then my dad tells me after I get married, like, no, you can't go to school. You have to put him through school. So now I'm like, an 18 year old high school, school graduate trying to put him through school so i, I got a job i used to um so you paid so, so you had to work I, I had to work yeah and then he and i was i was doing all sorts of jobs like he was doing work too but like i would do security i was working at macy's i was doing retail i was working as an associate like admin i was doing different stuff so i was 18 years old because i only have a high school diploma so you're not making that type of money and then when I moved to New York, I got a pretty um, well-paying job for my age, and um, I helped him out. He had student loans. We had loans, too. But I was able to save some money, and then I was able to borrow some money, bought a house when I moved back after he graduated. So this is all you taking care of the finances, yeah. doing all this? Yeah, I mean, his side was the loan. Like, he would have the loan taking yeah. care of his, and then he would have, a, like, a little, like, maybe 10000 from the loan yeah. that he was able to pocket for, like, living expenses. But I'm the one that's working every oh single day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm... What? So, like, when we moved back to California, I asked my um, cousin for to borrow some money from him, put a down on a house, bought a car, and now it's my turn to go to school. So when it was my turn finally to go to school, I didn't get the same level of commitment. I came home to ex-husband. My ex-husband would be drunk. And he would put his hands on me. He was physically abusive, verbally abusive. And I didn't get the same level of support, but I was so scared of telling my family because I was like, I need to protect my family. Like, I'm, this is the father of my child. I'm not going to tell anyone anything. And I never told him. I never complained. Like, I wanted to make it seem like I got this. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, when I finally did tell them that I need help, I don't want to be in this, it was, it was no. 
either it's that way or my you're dead to me. Your mom and dad said my that? dad. Yeah. Dad, your mom doesn't have the same. No, my dad. So he said either you're gonna stay with him or my doors are closed for you. You're dead to me. So that's when the prison thing happened. Like that was my biggest cry for help. Like I don't want to be in this. Mm-hmm. You know, like my like I personally on a spiritual level think like how I felt like I felt so confined on the inside I felt so closed off I felt like a little jailbird Mm -hmm. I really did and it manifested into reality like I was really confined and around some barbed wire in a fucking prison yeah oh my god yeah wow yeah and how did the divorce thing happen when I came home from prison um we were to get divorced, and at the time, he just wanted to protect his asset because, you know, at the point, I have a felony. Mm-hmm. And so we signed some paperwork, and at the time, I didn't realize he slipped a document in there that basically waived my rights to spousal support. I was just so happy to get divorced, and we were going to live like roommates. I just wanted to have freedom and not be his wife anymore that I signed the paperwork. <gasps> And when it came down to it, before I danced, I went to go see a lawyer to see if I can get my spousal support going and my child, my child custody. And I didn't realize that he had that paper in there, just being naive and innocent, thinking like he's not going to fuck me over. My lawyer's like, "You basically signed your life away. Like you waived your rights to spousal support." And it's been past that three-year period. Statute of limitations only gave you three years for you to contest this. So I didn't walk. I didn't walk away. I walked away with nothing. I didn't have anything to show for. And you dedicated a really long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. So your mom does she relate to you in anything to the degree of any of this heartache or anything or no? Um, they don't talk about feelings. Damn, I hate that culture part. I relate to they that. They don't talk about feelings. They don't talk about like what's bought. Like I, I, I try to go back. I was like, I'm depressed. Like what's what? What do you mean you're depressed? Everything's fine. You're you're fine. It. I was really dealing with depression because it's like you know when you go through something so traumatic, like your entire life. Like I helped this person, yeah. and you got me arranged to him. You got me married to him. I went to prison trying to get away from him. Like you guys were supposed to help me since you are the ones that tied me to him, yeah. you're the one that's supposed to help me. Like, you're supposed to take my stand. Like, you're supposed to have my back. And nobody had my back. And that was the surprising fact for me. Like, you're, I was the one that got arranged to him because you guys wanted me to get arranged to him. And now when it came, comes down to it not working out, nobody wants to be involved. Mm. And that, for me, was like, it's me against the world. Yeah. So when I had no other outlet, that's where dancing came in. Damn. Yeah. So dancing essentially kind of like, saved me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like I have so much self love. It saved me in ways that I don't know if I honestly don't think I would be here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea where you would would have been? I was. I was. I don't know. I honestly Can was. It, I would. I could have been dead, girl. Like I was dealing with depression. Like I was going through it because I could not believe that my family didn't have my back. I could not believe that they tied me to this person forcibly and knowing that I wasn't ready to like before I got married to him too I told them like I'm not ready a few weeks before I got married to him told him I'm not ready what like was the, the time span and all this happening from I, the, the day that you typed up the letter to you like physically saying what the fuck how did I get here in December of 2004 I typed up the letter uh-huh. 
And in March, my dad showed me his picture and I ripped it. And my dad slapped me across the face like, this is who you're going to marry. And that's when I knew like this shit's serious. No, February. I'm sorry. That's when he slapped me. And then three weeks later, they're sending me to India to get engaged to him. Yeah. And like, it was like senior year. All my friends are going to Disneyland for senior trip and I'm getting shipped to India to get engaged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, wow. And I'm like, surprised you didn't run away. Why didn't you run away? I'm I good. did. I went to the mall. You went to the mall? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? I just, I didn't have anywhere to run away to. Like, they knew my best, my best friend, she was Indian, so, like, she, they knew where she lived. Yeah. So, the first person they called was her. The whole Indian so community all I didn't have a other. cell phone. Yeah. I just had the truck. And my dad's little beat-up Nissan truck, I drove it to the mall, and I just cried in the parking lot. My sister-in-law found me. And she was like, she was very wise. She was like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to talk. Like, we'll, we're going to, we're going to discuss this when we yeah. get home. But she didn't have any say. Like, yeah. it so was the like, women don't generally have any say. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Is it just, is it Punjabi? Mm-hmm. Is it all the women or is it all different? Like, how does that work? I think honestly, a lot of it has to do with, um, just what, just where you're from. And honestly, a lot of it has to do with how educated your family is. Like if you, my family came from a village, yeah, like a village, village, like this is a third world country, you know what I mean? I so like, it's not like it, it to somebody that's here, American, like a village. What is that? Like, yeah. No, bro. It's really a village. They're like where we go to Tulum, like for fun. I'm like, no, no bitch. It's no. a village. Yeah. yeah. So like, t- to me, like I, I, that's what, it's normal for them. Me being the first daughter in their family, that's what they were trying. I feel like deep down in my heart and soul is that they were trying to do right by me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it was too young. Mm-hmm. And then telling an 18-year-old girl to make this big-ass decision, like, I can't look I can't look at my 18-year-old niece and be like, oh, you're going to make this big decision. You want to get married? And that's the only level of freedom that she was going to get. She's going to be like, I get to go to school. I get to have my own phone. I get to have a car. Yeah, I'll get married. And then you're scared, too. Like, I want to do something to make them happy. I want to make them proud because you're constantly being judged and suppressed and you're being raised to please them. So, like, I had so many different factors and variables, like, in my mind mentally, and I'm struggling with it. Right. And at the time, I said yes, but when it really happened, I was like, I'm not ready for this. I don't want to do this. But that, at that point, it was more so forcible. That's, wow. Yeah, yeah no, I I packed my shit, and I was like, deuce, guys. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. I was like, no. No, yeah. the first side of the conversation. I was like, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Watch me go to school and never come back. Yeah. So, I wow yeah you definitely endured a certain level of degree of like discipline emotional discipline mm-hmm. i internally like i'm a pussy i tell people all the time like i if i don't like something i walk it's my biggest flaw no i don't put up a thing yeah. like i i walk away so fast and it's always been in me and it's i don't think it's the best it's not always the best result mm-hmm. but it has helped but now i'm at like an adult point where i'm like no nah, Angie, you gotta face this shit like yeah. it's sometimes it's important for me to face it and yeah. to conquer it more so just face it yeah and I think that we all, we do go through different phases of our life. We do heal different. Yeah. And it's very refreshing to hear it from your point of view, because yeah. I'm like, mm, that's a side that I did not live through and, and feel like I didn't go to that degree mm-hmm. as far as having to go through the whole arranged marriage and maximum security. Like that, that's a lot. It had a whole, like, we were so similar. It's so different at the same time. Yeah. I, I didn't have, I, I'm surprised that how many, I've never got, 
pregnant or or had it to do an abortion i was mm. fucking reckless as a kid like, mm. I, I was never like did your parents ever talk to you about pregnancy and like girl no go development fourth grade they waved it they're like nope you can't watch that like right <laughs> i had to talk about it when i was in sixth grade and got my period <laughs> like i was just like like I, the girls we all talk about because girls were getting their periods yeah but i my mom my mom didn't want me to watch that right like why don't you like, want me to know about this like who else you're not gonna talk to me about it <laughs> the, like, i had it what did i have it in like seventh grade yeah. and they were calling my mom my mom would not pick up the phone she's like oh, stranger danger i'm like you're a grown-ass <laughs> bitch pick up the phone yeah. i had to wear some boy shorts from the freaking office yeah. with a freaking huge pad because yeah. mommy didn't have it for me i'm like woman you put me through shit you yeah. put me through a lot of shit and you could have just told me and yeah. i think some former way all of our, our moms are broken yeah. and never healed from that trauma and that's the first episode from my podcast we spoke about that mm-hmm. my uh, my friend was like still today very angry at her mom and i was like mm-hmm. dude like i have a lot of reasons to hate my mom mm-hmm. till today but i don't because i'm not gonna die with that anger and that hate towards her like she never healed from her trauma she don't got wi-fi she doesn't have iphone she at least i have things to entertain me if i'm hurt she doesn't have anything most importantly you have english yeah because like being a first generation like think about I, I mean i don't know if you like do you do did you find yourself translating for your parents often i we did everything for yeah, her yeah. i was the one writing the the rent mortgage bill yes, yes, and i was the one yes. signing the credit card thing yes. like i was a mini i remember it was a jp morgan and yeah. i was i felt like i'm already doing this this ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> i'm like y'all yeah. think this is a test yeah. i already do this yeah so I, my mom was never there for yeah. any of the um what do you conferences mm-hmm. after school when they want to meet your like, my mom's she's not coming she's yeah. not and they're like what kind of asian my mom is not the regular asian she's not coming in right now mm. she doesn't answer her phone she doesn't pick me up give yeah. it up yeah so where was i getting with this i don't remember but i just know that we all oh forgive our moms mm-hmm. well, i forgave her in a like you're just fucked up and you never healed yeah you don't have a lot of things you don't even i don't even know like masturbate like i don't even think she does that and i'm like you mm-hmm. never found what makes you happy Mm-mm. anything no how are you supposed to make me happy so I think that's the compassion I had to give her, yeah. including my dad. Same thing with him. Like I was very disappointed. Girls, we get so hurt and disappointed with our dads yeah. when we find out like, you're supposed to love me unconditionally. If you don't, how will I find a man that will love me unconditionally? That's the hardest part as a girl for me that I had to come across. Where I was like, my dad doesn't love me the way I thought he could. But then I realized my dad is just as broken as any other guy out there. Yeah yeah he's broken and my mom's broken we got two hillbillies together making a fucked up kid from here. a village girl yeah from a fucking village <laughs> in a third world country and they don't have to speak english <laughs> i'm so, like my thing was like y'all didn't speak english and y'all were fucking y'all need to <laughs> it bothers me so much but you know what at the same time look at their journey like you have like a, like you have compassion understanding and like where they're coming from but it sucks too, like coming to a completely do new country, yeah, not knowing any better, leaving everything that you've yeah. known, and trying to build a home, a better life for your kids. And when they're trying to be blend into American ways, mm-hmm. we have to deal with that shit too. Yeah. Like it was, it was difficult. It's very. Yeah, that's why I stopped being so hard. I'm like, you know, what, Angela, focus on you. Stop worrying about what your parents think where yeah. you're at now yeah. about if they're happy and if you're happy and if they accept you what does it matter do you accept you bitch yeah. are you happy looking in the mirror i'm happy all right cool beautiful let's move on next and it's just that's the only thing and like i've built so many relationships with other people mm. so 
Oh yeah, we never get to try the salt. Do you like spice? I do, I love spice. Okay, cool, I was chili. happy. Yes, let's try spice. Which one do you think I should try with chili? Um, okay, they're all spicy. Oh, fuck. Sorry, those chairs are heavy. We're gonna start, this is salty. Okay. Uh, this one is sugar. Okay. So salty, sweet, and this is sweet and salty. This is the crowd's favorite. ASMR. <laughs> you should do ASMR. <laughs> I like that. Okay. That was okay. The, the, the salty one. Let's try the strawberry one. This is sweet, salty, and strawberry. That's like fan favorite. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Wait, do you like pineapple? I do. Try pineapple. Um, small one. Um, Publix cut them. They probably don't cut them that small. It's big. Yeah, like, just do like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's big. Just do like a juicy bite. A good old juicy bite. Yep. That's... Y'all should pay her for that, just so y'all know. That's not free. <laughs> Send her some coins, y'all. That's... That's, I think that's the sugar one. What's your opinion on that one? Mm. No, this is yeah, sugar. That is really good. Yeah? But it has like a little kick to it. Yeah, so they're all chili base. Yes, I like this. Yeah. is my favorite. The sugar one? Oh, yeah. She likes the sugar one. I like the sugar one. Hello. The sugar. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> it's public. <laughs> Again, guys, that's not free. Did y'all sell that? <laughs> no, we do nothing for free right here. What the fuck? Y'all get to enjoy the. This is priceless. So fuck that. Um, no, the the base product is all Himalayan salt, obviously. Um, the second kick to it is that it's fresh chili pepper. So that's what makes it. So you see, like in the liquor stores, they'll have the one with the iodine, regular mm -hmm. white flake. It's like a dollar or something. Mm -hmm. and this is in the liquor store for about eight or nine bucks, and there's no competition with it. My friends who are Lebanese, they're, they're obsessed with high quality. Mm -hmm. So because it's Himalayan salt, they love. And because it's spicy, anyone that's cultured loves spicy. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a little bit of a toss-up. I so. like these two. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be a little bit more chilly, but this one has that kick to it. I really like that because it like hits you. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, the, the, the peppers are fresh. Mm -hmm. They We have to dehydrate them before we mix them in. But that's one of my favorite factors is that we don't use the powder stuff that's already grinded because it takes away like the strong essence of it i wanted mm -hmm. to basically like soak into the sugar and the salt mm -hmm. and i love how it does that that's one of my favorite things so we use it for drinks which you don't really drink so maybe a mocktail or maybe one cute drink i um, do i like yeah. to have a, one cocktail okay yeah. cute perfect like one cocktail one shot Look i just have that. my limits i just i'm a lightweight girl you know you're disciplined that's what it is <laughs> um the chili one this is the salty one mm -hmm. the salty one is used for three things mm -hmm. fruits cooking and drinks mm -hmm. she's the most first it's that one yeah and then these two are for like uh fruits so yeah i'm definitely you get a pack of it when you leave today mm. i just don't have any more bags but we definitely give you a pack of them that's really good i'm glad you like them mm -hmm. i was a little sad i was like wait do we get to do the salt test i want yes, to taste it of course like definitely yeah but we were like tearing up earlier so i was like i don't want to like i think we went through so many different motions we did yeah. we went from that to <laughs> laughing at like i don't even know we were laughing heavy at that oh okay um 
Is there anything else that the crowd or audience that's listening that you should probably have them know? Anything you're proud of? Anything that you're happy about? Grateful. I'm grateful I'm here. That's I think that life is a gift and every day is a present. Like, live in the present moment. Seriously. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm just grateful. Awesome. Well, you guys heard that. This is my new friend. We've experienced all emotions today. Um, if you haven't subscribed, look at that. Please subscribe <laughs> and uh, follow me for more episodes.